What is going on, everybody? My name is Chase Riley. I run CR Media. I wanted to start off this show by just saying thank you, guys. Thank you for downloading the podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for continuously showing your support. We greatly appreciate it. No matter if you're listening to the I-70 Hot Tag or you're listening to the Pit Stop, no matter how you're digesting the content, we appreciate all the love and support you have shown us so far. So if you can, do us a huge favor. Go to the I-70 Hot Tags link tree and see our media's link tree and make sure you're following us on all of our social medias that are on there. And make sure you're hitting that notification bell so you never miss any content from us at all. As we continue to grow, we are going to continue providing fantastic content for you guys. We are super excited about it. So guys, enjoy the show. And if you have any feedback at all, please do not hesitate to reach out to us on social media. Other than that, thank you. The one, the only, Tobias Storm. This is Mike Outlaw, real name, no gimmicks. This is superstar Steve Fender. Because I am the illustrious one, Ray Leon. This is a King's Road Slayer, Derek Neal, baby. Yeah! What's up, everybody? It is one half of the beautiful people and seven-time women's world champion, Angelina Love. And aren't you lucky? You are watching the I-70 Hot Tag. And now, CR Media presents the I-70 Hot Tag with your host, Chaos Chase, and the real Josh Elliott. What is going on, everybody? It's your boy, Chase, a.k.a. CR Media, here with another episode of the i70 hot tag um had a crazy uh crazy past week uh yeah. but i'm here joined uh, by my co-host as usual the real josh elliott josh how are you doing tonight sir i'm doing great man doing great as you said uh busy last five or so days in the, in our wrestling world so uh we'll get into all of that later this later this episode Absolutely. And it and it's not gonna slow down anytime soon, at least for myself. I know that. Um, guys, we greatly appreciate you joining us for the 47th episode of the I-70 hot tag. Everybody in the chat that's with us right now, uh, Gears Akai, Masters of Knowledge, uh, Scott Tyler, um, Brian J. Bebe, 
Um, Gears Kai, who I already said, uh, and then Dean Houston. Um, appreciate everybody here. If you are here, let us know by saying what's up in the chat. Um, chill out with us, uh, all that good stuff. Um, guys, we're live right now on CR Media Twitch, um, twitch.tv slash CR Media. Um, if you haven't already, uh, make sure you go follow on there. Um, and if you feel so obliged, uh, hit that subscribe button on there. Um, it's $4.99 a month. Or if you have a uh, Amazon Prime membership, you can use a Prime sub. Uh, they, Prime allows you uh, to use one sub a month. Uh, and if you deem it be so, I would love to be that one sub you have. I uh, would greatly appreciate it. And would also go uh, to help out CR Media and the I-70 hot tag. So, um, But we are also live on the I-70 hot tags Facebook and YouTube page. Uh, so go check those out. Um, and then, uh, also hit that like, share, subscribe, and the notification bell. So you never, ever miss anything from the I-70 hot tag or CR media. Um, like I said, CR media, 1988 on, uh, Twitch, but you can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. Tiki talk. There you go. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, Josh, since, uh, since you run both the, uh, I 70 hot tag and your own personal, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on social media? Yes, sir. So you can find me at the real Josh Elliott, all social media platforms. As Chase just said, I'm on Facebook, Twitch, TikTok, Twitter, and, uh, Instagram. And then, uh, for all that local independent wrestling across the I 70, uh, at the I-70 hot tag. As Chase mentioned earlier, we're live on our Facebook and our YouTube page as we are each and every week. Uh, but we've also got a uh, Instagram page. We've got a Twitter page. We've also got a TikTok uh, that we post different clips to as well from the show. We post promo videos um, where you only see live on the show and on TikTok. We don't post those on uh, other social media platforms. So it's at the I-70 hot tag, all social media platforms. And, uh, before we get uh, get to our guest, man, we've got uh, we got four weeks until our big one year anniversary show. It's gets it's a, quickly approaching. Absolutely, uh, one year anniversary show, April twentieth, four twenty. Um, you know we're gonna have uh, we're we're gonna be talking about uh, SICW's Fan Fest, uh, which we will be at in May, May thirteenth. Um, our guest. That day will be from SICW Fan Fest. Um, Buff Bagwell. You might you might know him. You might not. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe. Um, uh, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. One year. Plus, we got a, a couple other things in store. So uh, you know, it, we'll 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 work out the details. Um <clears throat> uh <laughs> Oh man, Scott Tally wants to shot the title, bro. I know, man. I know that's crazy too, because uh, that'd be uh, he'd be the he'd be the one he'd be the one person I'd be like, I don't know, man. You know me, like anytime a wrestler's like, I don't know, I'm like, fucking come on, let's do this. And but Scott, man, Scott's a giant killer, dude. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, you know what? Know. You didn't. Uh, Gears wants you to promote your MySpace. You didn't do that. I don't. I don't really know. If, <laughs> um, 
God, I, I hope MySpace isn't around because I'd I'm hate sure to see what mine. I'd hate to see what mine looks like. Yeah, a bunch of dick uh, and butt jokes, <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, Josh, uh, you know, I'm glad you brought up the one year anniversary. Uh, we will be we will be hammering it a little bit uh, as time goes on. We want to wait till we get a little bit closer. We're gonna iron out some details. May have a giveaway involved. Um, may do a big giveaway. I don't know yet. I do not know yet. We'll see. Teaser. Maybe. Teaser. Oh, yeah, because I'm <laughs> I, I'm kind of like I'm kind of like right there where I'm like I'm like do I do I do that? I don't know. I got something. I, cra- I got some. I got something crazy in mind that you. Uh, I might have to talk to you about, uh, you know, how, you know, how the brain works, man. You know, how the brain yeah. works. Um, but I think, uh, I think we've kept him waiting long enough. You think, uh, you think we should bring our guest in? Let's do it. All right. Well, that's his, his, uh, his mustache might get longer if we make him wait any longer. Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty long as it is right now. So yeah, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> um, as, as you always say tradition. So I will go ahead and uh, bring him in guys, our guest tonight um you've seen him wrestle all across our area in central states wrestling journey pro tri-states wrestling mid-states wrestling uh we promoted him as the master of the mustache please welcome rex amadeus what's going on sir (laughs) oh it's it's going good man and i heard you say master of the mustache you got you have to expand on that to take a phrase from a legend i am the master and the ruler of the mustache i like it i like (laughs) it we uh anytime uh anytime we get to correct correct josh or uh you know um any anytime uh you know any of the talent gets to come in and and let Josh know he screwed something up. I like it. I dig it. Rex, how are you this evening, sir? You know, I'm doing pretty good, man. All Just, right. you know, kicking it, got done, doing all all types of mustache-related activities, you know. <laughs> what uh it what, takes what a lot kinda, of effort. What 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 kind of what kind of activities does that uh does that does does that entail? Well, I gotta do, you know, my mustache bite my my mustache curls. It's like a bicep curl, but with a mustache, you know. Got to do that. Got to go give myself to the fans for about a couple of minutes. Let them, you know, look at it and bask in the glory of the mustache. They can't touch, obviously. Yep, yep. Can't afford that. Yep. But you got, they got to at least be able to see, you know, they just something they can strive to in their life. 
you know, got to give them something, especially in these times, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. Every little, uh, keep them wanting more. Exactly. Right? Keep them wanting more. Uh, Rex, we appreciate you taking time to do this, man. Uh, obviously, this has been a work in progress. Um, you know, I, I think Josh and I have joked a few times on the show uh, that, um, you know, you'd walk up to us uh, at the events and be like, hey, how come I haven't gotten an invite yet? And we were like, you know, we're working something out, working something out. But, uh, you know, you know the purpose of this show. The purpose of this show is to talk about you, let you, uh, get, you get you out there to the to the crowd and and let them know a little bit more about Rex Amadeus. So with that being said, Rex, I start off every interview I do by asking you to tell us and our viewers, who is Rex Amadeus? Who Rex Amadeus is, is complicated and simple all in the same go. For the simple way, if you want to talk about Rex is somebody who does something when he wants to do it, however he wants to do it, and it doesn't matter what you think about it. And, you know, maybe have a slight obsession with my facial hair. We don't, we're going to talk about, you know, wood on the street. Who knows? Uh, be a little, if you want to be a little bit more complicated, you got to look at some of the influences and stuff. Like, I don't know if any of you have seen Kung Fury on YouTube and all that's good. Great little, like, 45-minute hour-long movie little thing. It's basically if someone made that movie where the main character was, like, some if you had mixed, like, Jake the Snake and Ric Flair all in the one package. Is what the idea is here. I like it. I can see it. I like it. What I don't like, Rex, and I apologize. I don't mean to interrupt you. I got this rude, rude uh, viewer in the comments. Amber Houston says, Chase, you mark wearing a title. Listen, Amber, I'm not going (laughs) to put up with your stuff. All right. I got, I'll never, I would never hit a woman, but I got, I got this girl named Shylin that would knock the shit out of you if if you said, if you tried to call me a mark to my face. So you just keep that you just keep that in mind, Amber. All right. <laughs> oh gosh. Um so so Rex, kind of tell us uh tell us your uh your journey into professional wrestling. Where did you get started and kind of how did you break into it? Well, how I broke in was basically I just um, back when Journey was still at Kansas Hall in Oakland Park, I saw uh, Niles Plunke put a thing out on Twitter, I believe, saying that he was thinking about starting a school and stuff. So I hit him up, and he said, "You know, yeah, we're getting some stuff together. Give me your email. You know, work something out." Didn't really hear anything for a little bit, but then I but I knew he was at Journey show, so I just started bugging him. Every time I saw him, I'm like, hey, man, you, you doing doing training? What's, what's, what's going on? And I guess eventually I just wore him down enough. So he was like, yeah, man, just, you know, just come up to the winery one day. I'll let um, Mike know you're coming up there because Mike was kind of doing a night of training too. You know, my side L, the yoga monster. And I went up there and, you know, went up there. First, Mike gave me my first bumps, you know, first rolls, all that stuff. And then things were kind of on and off, you know, due to COVID and all, you know, life in general. Uh, but my first official match was October of 21. But before that, I was a, I was a ref for about six or seven months. And that's kind of how I broke in was ref in matches for like New Breed, Pony Express, 
you know, stuff like that. Kind of how I got into the business so far, you know, as it is. Have you, uh, have you always been a wrestling fan? Oh, I've been a wrestling fan since I saw Rey Mysterio pop up on my screen in 2002 in WWE. You know, like literally his his debut WWE match is my first wrestling memory. Like, I'm just switching channels as like a six-year-old. And I see some dude in a red outfit flying across the screen. And I'm like, this is basically live-action Spider-Man right here. And I was just hooked ever since. How, how old are you, Rex? I just turned 28 like two weeks ago. Son of a bitch. I know. I look like I hopped out of the 70s with this, you know. Yeah, I know. I thought you were like I thought you were like 38. So when you were like. Oh, geez. When you were like six-year-old me, saw Rey Mysterio in his debut on WWE, I was like, fuck, I was like, I was like 14. Yeah. I was like, how did. That's no, crazy. I'm a little bit of the, on the younger side. But compared to the people I train with, I'm on like, where I, these people are getting younger and younger every time I go to the show. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm 20. I'm like 19. I'm like, geez, man. I wish I had started that young. Yep. yep My knees yep. would probably be better. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, you know, you kind of you kind of touched on it a little bit. I mean, I know you said, you know, you kind of um, the Rex Amadeus character is kind of a mix, uh, you know, kind of like a, a bunch of things thrown in together. And you mentioned like Ric Flair, Jake the Snake. Um, would you? Would you say that those were some of your favorites, you know, growing up or I would um I was kind of one of those fans that until like the internet and social media and all that became like a huge thing. Well the only wrestling I was really aware of was WWE. But growing up, like the guy the guy the dude who was the guy to me was Triple H. He was the guy. Like there was yeah. no one bigger than Triple H in my mind. Like the biggest star like the only people like maybe on his level in my head were probably like, you know, like Jeff Hardy, you know, Undertaker, people like people like that. Huge fans of them when I was growing up, um, especially when I was like really into wrestling to begin with. Then when I got older, especially as an adult with access to more stuff, I have really gone back to watching a bunch of, like 80s, you know, like mid late 80s, 90s stuff, you know, big fan of people like, you know, Greg the Hammer Valentine and. You know, Bruiser Brody and all those, like, some big, you know, smash mouth guys. But then you also have the dudes who are more known for, like, kind of that portrayal of who they are, like Jake the Snake, like Ric Flair. Even though he's great, one of the greatest uh, in-ring guys, his personality was so much larger than life. Like, it just, like, accentuated everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. So, uh, kind of transition a little bit to our local, uh, local scene. You know, Chase and I were um, had the privilege of being able to be in attendance at um, the last Journey Pro event, and you were part of that. You had a match. You were in a four way. Um, you were uh, with Scott Tyler, Austin Reddick, and um, Heidi Howitzer. And yep. you know, I just kind of wanted to get your, um, you know, your experience and your your thoughts on Journey Pro as a whole you know, your time there and kind of what you thought about that as a, uh, as a promotion journey pro. Um, journey pro. I, it has a lot of feelings wrapped up in it because, uh, I was friends with, uh, I'm still friends with Walter and Andy back when we used to kind of, it kind of grew out of all that. I'll watch raw group then Casey wrestling kind of grew out of that. Um, 
when they, I was there for that first with the St. Louis and uh, St. Louis and Anarchy and KC show that they had. Like that was kind of like pre-journey. Yeah. Um, then the journey show started happening. The first, like I was helping out, you know, helping put up the ring up, you know, doing stuff like that. And then probably like the third or fourth show, I was like, kind of looking at like we don't have a bellkeeper. And then I just see Gabe like look at me from across the building. Ben, ben Miller looked at me from across. He was like, "Hey Rex, you ever rung a bell before?" And that's kind of how I started like getting more into like the backstage journey. But I was there for like pretty much. I probably out of the entire run they had, I probably missed like two shows. Um, but yeah, it was like a huge. There's a lot of feelings involved because this is that's basically like as close as I'm going to get to my house unless I'm in my backyard. Basically, it's in actual Kansas City, Missouri. You know, as much as the commission doesn't want to get anyone in the state. Um, got the Casey Mo. Had two shows. I had two matches there. I had that Fatal Four Way, and then I had the one with Anaya, uh, like a couple months before that, and outside in a hundred degree weather, which was lovely. Um, but yeah, it's a, it was a very comp. It's a lot of complex emotions. I'm sad to see it go. Great promotion, especially for you know this air, you know for the area and everything. And you know, I'm sad to see it go. More places that are good and quality for work is better for everybody, especially for the area. Yep. Yeah. You know, we've we've said this many times on the show. You know, they kind of they kind of stepped in when NWL, you know, went under, and they kind of filled that void in Kansas City for a while for us. And uh, you know, Chase has you know has a story about his son, and uh, you know, talking about how he always felt that Journey Pro was a party. And I got that same feeling too. Like, you know, it was just a different crowd. You know, you go, go to different companies or, or, you know, we've been to a, quite a few now since we started this and journey pros crowd was, you know, all inclusive. It was, it was, you know, you saw everybody could come together as one and kind of enjoy pro wrestling. And, you know, it was, a, uh, it, it's extremely sad that they, I think that they couldn't, uh, aren't still here today putting on shows cause they were, uh, they were awesome. Awesome. Yes, it was a very, it was a very good place to be on a fan or, or as a worker. Honestly, I've been on both sides of that. It was a crowd. It was pretty fun. Like, and it wasn't like it was honestly a pretty casual crowd. Most of them would either watch WWE or they'd watch Journey, or they would only watch Journey. So it was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, Rex. Uh, this past Monday, um, we we wound up. Uh, we we tried to do the mid states one and, and unfortunately we couldn't watch that mid states wrestling match. Oh, I know. Um, uh, so we uh, <laughs> we uh, we had to switch it up a little bit. Found that match uh, from BCW uh, SPCW on YouTube. Um, you know, you teamed with Judy uh, Azul to take on Charlie Fifty and Veronica Vega. Um, you know, we've seen you have multiple matches with Judy Azul over the past year in our area. Um, including down in mid-states wrestling. So first kind of uh, talk to us about that match in BCW where you worked as a baby face uh, and then transitioned to your time teaming with, uh, with Judy. Well, uh, for that show, that was actually the first time me and her had ever teamed up. Uh, I was actually a replacement because it was originally supposed to be her and Donovan era teaming up, but then he got injured so I ended up taking his place because I was going to go down there with him anyway. Um, and that's technically a joint show. BCW and uh, SCPW are two diff uh, Southern Plains Championship Wrestling are two different companies. They were doing like a little joint show at that building. 
Um, I know you can't really tell from that video, but those camera, those like lights were literally like maybe like three or four inches above my head when I was doing when I was doing all that stuff. Wow. They were like, man, maybe we shouldn't be doing any like vertical suplexes and diving off the top <laughs> rope today with you know Rex Amadeus here. So I saw your little comment about someone saying I should fly, and I'm like, no, not happening, not there, <laughs> not probably, not maybe not nowhere, but you know, not for a while. Not I like yeah. to keep my feet on the ground. So it was that. Uh, but yeah, after that we started, uh, and we were baby faces there, which is that was probably like second or third time I've done that. Not exactly the. Honestly, it is way easier being a dickhead than it is to be a good guy. Like, it's way more fun to get people to not like me than it is, you know, to be all, you know, kissing babies and shaking hands and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw that match. You said it was like 10 minutes, but that match before, like, there was like an eight-minute promo before that match. But that's why the manager got kicked out. Um, Okay. But then we went down to uh, mid-states, and uh, we kind of came together because I've been semi-basically feuding with Jimmy Fiasco and Kelsey Magnolia down there. Since since basically, Kelsey was my first match in mid-states, in Springfield. Uh, so we've been, I've been kind of going after them for a while now, and... Judy uh, train, you know, trains with me in my area with uh, Niles and all that. So she came down and we uh, put, uh, we got put together. And normally, everywhere but there, she's a good, she's a, a baby face. So I like to joke that I turned to the dark side on the way down to hit, to you know, down south. Like the <laughs> the mustache waves just got her and turned to evil. <laughs> I like it. Well, yeah, we've been te- we've teamed up about I'd say about five times now. Getting a little, getting a little bit more cohesive every time. No, I never really planned on being like a tag team, just a guy in general, really. But I've done a lot. I've actually done quite a few tag team matches since I've debuted. Like my first ever match was a tag team match, which I think is hilarious. What was? Where was that first match at? That first match was for Pony Express Wrestling. Uh, I believe it was in Maryville, Maysville. It's around that area up north, around by Cameron and stuff. We had done like a, we were doing like a two two day thing. The next day was in Bethany. Um, my first match was me and uh, Doctor Ison, you know, new breed mm-hmm. world heavyweight champion over there. Yep. Uh, versus uh, Malico and Chandler Hopkins. You know, the young gun and all that. Then they were Texoma tag champions at that time. And we actually defended it against us. So, you know, first match, championship match, as it should have been, you know, obviously. And then the next night was uh, against Derek Keita and Bethany. Nothing neat. You know, oh, nothing. It was real neat when I put him on his shoulders to the mat for the three count. I'll tell you that. It was super neat. I <laughs> made a kid cry. Day. It was great. Nice. So is that is is uh, you said that was Pony Pony Express, Pony Express Wrestling. Yes. Are they are they still around? Not in the like the sense of like a promotion. They uh, we've been kind of doing a thing. It's a thing uh, ran, basically ran by a uh, Niles up up north in Cameron area. Basically, um, right now it's more of a, just a school as opposed to like promotion. 
Like you have a bunch of like the mids, like a bunch of like Midwestern guys around here. Like you have me, uh, Dred Roberts is up there. Donovan's trained up there. You got Kelsey, Judy, you know, uh, Warren Adams. Um, you got a lot, like a lot of people on the, like come, that kind of saw to show up, trained, uh, trained there from like first bump. And I was there to see all of them show up. So awesome. I like it. But yeah. So if you see PX, like hashtag PXW running around, that's usually all group just saying like, hey, we're basically taking over the world. Like you got Team Ambition in St. Louis and you got the Pony Express guys up in Cameron, though we don't have the ja- the snazzy jackets or anything like that. Yeah. Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. Give it some time. <laughs> yeah, give it some time. Uh, so we talked about Journey, but I kind of wanted to shift to the other Kansas City promotion who was, uh, you know, last month at When the Levy Breaks. You uh, you wrestled Dallas Cade in a victory, uh, mm-hmm. completely against Chase and I's uh, prediction. So you oh yeah, wrong. so I, you were you were quick to uh, <laughs> to rub that in our faces that night. But um, just talk talk to us about you know similar to what I asked you about Journey Pro, kind of you know how, you know talk to us about that uh, that match in general, and then you know your time in CSW. I know you and uh, Dallas wrestled in a pre-show at our first CSW event when it was uh, DWF, the transition night, no turning back. Yes. You know, you and Dallas wrestled in this. So you had a little bit of history there going into this match. So kind of just tell us about CSW, that match specifically, and, and you know, your time there at Central States. Um, so far, my time at Central States has been pretty good. Uh, most of so far right now, I've only really had a couple. Like, I've had two main card matches. I had the Dallas match which you alluded to, and then I had uh, me and Jake Durden versus Technical Difficulties. Uh, and those are the two I have right now. Hopefully get more soon. But CSW is definitely a um, – it feels very old school, and I like – and I mean that in the best way possible. Like, it's like the fans are like – the fans, you know, they're there for a good time. They're not, you don't want to see, you know, you can do crazy, they'll pop for crazy stuff, they'll pop for the little stuff. Like when I had that match with uh, Mason St. Good before Dallas, they popped on a headlock takeover, man. They, they love, they just love good wrestling. Um, and plus, when I saw it was, you know, Strider's the one who basically made it into existence, I was a huge fan of the him and the foundation. I know a lot of people around here were not fans, you know, of the foundation. They didn't like, they were, you know, bad guys, but I, I've always been a good dude who loves, you know, the bad guys on that on that front. Um, got into that, um, and for the me and the Dallas match, that match, um, as you guys know, that card went through a lot of changes. You know, like there was like changes like every other day. Literally, when that um, when the match got announced on like on social media is how I found out I was wrestling Dallas. So I had about a week or so to get everything, you know train specifically for him to get it all taken care of. And I, you know, I, I was going over that match with him previously in my head, thinking about stuff, you know, what we could do that would maybe call, you know, maybe no one would notice, but, you know, stuff for us that we'd call back to, little character stuff that we would do. Uh, probably my favorite spot of the match in general, besides me winning, obviously, best part of the match. Um. We had a little spot where he uh he does his little thing, devil horns at me. I grab and do the little Alminga clothesline. Dude wants to yell at me again. I try and give him that DDT. 
do the whole little hand thing, calling back to, you know, the OG Jake the Snake with my little thing. And I could see people in the crowd react to that, like, specific spot, like, that moment. It was, it was huge, you know. Then he turned around and popped me. Didn't really like that. With it. Didn't got me with the DT. Didn't like that at all, you know. Did not like that. But the match was really good, you know. It, it was better than our last match. And as it should be, because, you know, been doing, working way harder since that match happened. All You know, it was like almost a year, like forever ago when that happened, basically. Yeah. So, you know, and I, you know, I kind of, like me and, tra- me and Dallas have trained, you know, a little bit together. Like I'm like, I still, like I, mod- I don't come all the time, but I do a lot. I do hang out with Casey Wrestling Academy a lot, doing, you know, training with them and all that. So, and I'm, you know, friend, I'm in this kind of running the same circles and stuff. So, you know, we, we all, well, well, we know each other pretty well. Awesome. Uh, so Rex, one of the, one of the benefits of this show, one of the highlights of it is, is the, the viewer interaction, if you will. Um, so we do have a question in the chat from a Dean Houston and Dean wants to know, where did you come up with the name Rex Amadeus? Um, I came up with, I don't know if either of you have played Mass Effect at all. Yes. But my Rex comes from Rex on that game. That he's like my favorite character in that, in that game. And then it, be, it became my Twitter handle. And then Dak, Vapor actually started calling me that every time he would see me because I was his biggest fan in NWL. That kind of just like circulated through all the other wrestlers, and that's what everyone just calls me. So like, like literally when um when I was helping out at Journey, someone asked me for like my real name, and they're like, Who, "Who's that dude?" Like, "Oh, you the tall dude with the, you know the glasses and the and the beard." It's like, "Oh, that's Rex. Go, he's over there." Um, yeah, Renegade for life. I got the Renegade tattoo on my back and everything for that. Um, the Amadeus is actually pretty funny because um, I was just driving, listening on my Spotify, and uh, Rock Me Amadeus by Ed Guy popped up on my Spotify. And I'm like, yeah, this song, this song slaps. And I thought about what kind of an ass would just come out to a song and just says his name a thousand times. I'm like, me, that could be, that's me. I can be that asshole who comes out to a song and just says his name a thousand times. And... Also, like, I don't remember if you guys remember Austin Aries' WWE theme, but it had, like, those trumpets and stuff where it was, like, doing, like, a big announcement. I love that guitar riff, like, right at the beginning of that song, and I'm like, that's my song, that's my name, doing it. And then everybody comes up to me, he's like, hey, so you must really like uh, Mozart and stuff. And I'm just looking around like, huh? No, I have, I have no idea. No, that's not what it came from. No relation to uh, Wolfgang Mozart over here. Just, you know, a German rock band and a video game for the name. <laughs> I like it. It's original. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. You know, there was some thought put into it. It wasn't just a pick a name out of a hat and throw it on there and see if it sticks. It's cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. There was, was some other, like, backup names that I was thinking of, but a lot of them seemed a little, like, edgy sophomore to me actually, when I when I look back at it now. So uh, let's let's talk about some inspiration behind your gear. Uh, you know, I, I give you a lot of shit. Um, you know, I think I think the very first time I ever saw you, uh, I was like, Darth Maul sucks. 
because uh, you had Darth Maul. Oh, I remember. Side of your, side of your hand. I'm pretty sure I gave you a stink uh, eye when I heard you say it too. Uh, it was either a stink eye or a middle finger. I can't remember which. But uh, it, it was, was probably before... DWS, so it probably was just a stink eye trying to avoid the fingers when I'm out in public like that. Well, you know, D. Well, at least I don't remember DWF being extremely fam family friendly. PG thirteen friendly, you know. Yeah, at least yeah. that that Horseman Country event is where it was like, all right, guys, uh, if it's if it's not for we have a lot of kids here, if it's not for kids, don't do it. But maybe that's, that's because good. a lot that's of the premier I'm... boys right there like to run the mouth. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Because yep. so, yep. <laughs> and I'm like, and I love them. I love them, man. But like, it's kind of a if everyone's cursing. You know, stand out by not be, being the one guy who doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. Even though I exactly. swear like a sailor, 99 of the rest of the day. Yep. Yeah, and and you know, like it, it's always so crazy because you guys can always, you know, turn it up or turn it on, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, you mentioned the premiere. The premiere's usually pretty good about it, um, for the most part. Campbell. Campbell, you know, Campbell can get a little off off the rails, but um, Jeremy Wyatt's a perfect example. Um, you know, mm -hmm. you go back and you watch how how Wyatt was and how Wyatt was in Journey Pro, and Wyatt's out there yelling "f you, fatty" and and all this other stuff like just going full blown. But then at CSW, you know, he's not like that at all. You know, he gets he messes with the kids, and it's real. You know, it's real you know, big, mean, bad guy with the kids. So you guys, uh, you guys have always done really great about that. Um, you know, you and all those guys. Um, but, you know, kind of like, like I said, talk to us about some of the inspiration. on it. Cause like I said, you know, you used to have Darth Maul on the purple pants. Now you've got Dr. Doom. So, you know, just kind of talk to us about like that's that selection. Well, like, Oh, it's part of the goes back to the I think villains are pretty cool, just in general. You know, they're yep. usually the given the most depth of character instead of, you know, for motivations and stuff. And the Darth, Darth Maul stuff, I have like huge Star Wars fan, always, you know, giant, been always been Star Wars. Even longer than I've been a wrestling fan, I've been a Star Wars fan. Wanted to have some Darth, you know, some Darth Maul inspired gear, a little bit more literal than I thought, you know, when I. Described it out originally. Yeah, um, Rex, most most normal no, most normal kids were Star Wars fans. Yeah, you gotta see. Most normal. Kids. Um. Then uh, the Doctor Doom uh, gear, inspired gear. Uh, you know, I was a uh, just kind of was just like looking around for inspirations. You know, just chilling, and then. Doctor Doom like popped like a Doctor Doom speech like popped up on my YouTube and I'm like that's a that's a Doom, Doom is a pretty badass guy right here you know maybe I'll get some you know Doctor Doom inspired you know tights you know and all that and trust me it's gonna be tights for like the foreseeable future no trunks from Rex over here my leg I have Chewbacca legs I don't need that in my life <laughs> um. So, but like, and it was with it. Like, I had a couple people talking to me about, oh, you're like you're super colorful for a bad guy. Most bad, you know, bad guys have to be dark, and you know, all this. I'm like, why? That says who? For one, and you brought up earlier why. Why is like one of the biggest reasons why I have bright 
like almost neon colors on my clothes because that dude's been wearing like bright, you know, super flamboyant colors like the entire time I've been a fan of his. They're like he's what he bright pinks, the teals, all that like all that crazy colors and stuff. Rick Flair always had bright, you know, the big robe colors like that. Randy Savage, whenever you know, even when was, he was a heel, he was always super colorful. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It, tell tell it, whoever told you that. Whoever told you that, tell him to go suck an egg. I you know might have said something to that effect. Not in yeah. so many words, but you know, yeah. a little bit different. <laughs> um, but I got some I got some new stuff in the in the pipeline right now that should come out in the next couple months. That you know I think is going to really be enjoyed, especially if you're a fan of like '80s cartoons and stuff. So yeah, good. It'll be coming up on about a year and a half. I feel like I need to get some new stuff, you know? Yeah, most yeah. definitely. Uh, you, are, are we going to get like a, you said like 80s, are we going to get like a, um, I can't think of what, was it Rocky and Bullwinkle? The 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 bull hat guy? Oh, yeah, yeah the bull and the little squirrel? Yeah. yeah. yeah not, that, not that kind of cartoon. A um, little bit more action-packed than that. Uh, it's a little bit... Let's say, you know, it's going to transform some people and then their fans, I think. You know, <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> uh, that's great. That's awesome. That's uh, so, so, well, I was going to ask, is there anybody, uh, is there anybody on our local uh, independent scene in Kansas, Missouri area that you're hoping to get in the ring with sometime, possibly in the next year? That you haven't already wrestled yet? Um, I would honestly say the top of that list, and maybe it's me shooting little, you know, my eyes a little bit too big, bigger than my stomach here to find out a little bit more like you. I want Wyatt. Like, he has been the top guy in this area since I've been like got into local wrestling. And dude, always like I've seen him wrestle. He has a new thing every time, even for guys he's wrestled like. 20 times he's got he's got new stuff that he brings out he'll show bring stuff it as soon as you think it's basically as soon as you think you got all the answers to Wyatt he changes what the question is kind of thing uh Wyatt's on the top of that list uh, I know he's in I saw I know I saw him in the chat earlier uh Scott Tyler definitely one I want you know we train together uh you know we got a Gotta put him, put him in, you know. Gotta deal with him a little bit, you know. He's been getting, he's been getting them the main card spots, you know. What I gotta take that from, him, you know. He's got what I want. Um, what about uh, Brian J says Rex versus Kenny, Kenny Alfonso. Oh, that would do. I I love Alfonso. Dude is great. Uh, I would love to have a match with him. Dude is. He's kind of in that, like, kind of the vibe. He's like a smaller guy, moves around real quick. He'd be a whole different challenge than other wrestlers I've had because I generally wrestle people closer to my own size, you know? So I could, you know, it's a little bit different of a style with that, you know? Especially with a guy who's got, you know, the experience and, like, the short move set of Kenny Alfonso. Um, but there's a bunch of people. Like, I know... I know he's retired, but, you know, Strider would definitely be a guy I want to get with. I'd probably get my ass kicked. But, you know, that, that if you don't – if you're not doing – you know, you're not getting your ass kicked, it's not a real fight. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Um, 
the other guy who uh, he was local, who I have been in the ring with, but I want to get back into it because the last time we wrestled, he just tossed me around like ragdoll as a uh, moonshine. I want I want to wrestle with I want him want you know I want to go with him again because I feel like it'd be he probably still kick my ass, but you know I I give a little bit better this time, you know. Where'd you uh Where'd you wrestle moonshine at? Uh, we wrestled at Mid States in um Springfield. Okay. And that was actually um, the first time I'd ever cut a promo like in front of a live crowd. And I was more worried about that than I was about anything after that fact. Like, I've, I was like, oh, this is going to be awful. You know, I was workshopping it all the way down to Springfield. Went out there and I was basically like, hey, I came out here with a plan to challenge the, you know, the biggest, baddest man in the back. But then I got out here and I realized that's me. So whoever else you got back there, if they want to try, they can come out here and, you know, step up. And then, you know, out came Moonshine and I was like, oh, you know, maybe maybe I should have paid attention a little bit better when I was watching WWE how the open challenge doesn't usually go that well for the guy who makes it. You know, seeing as a, a, relevant, a, a recent example of being, a, being able to win 90% of the time, but like before that, Never, never works out well for the dude involved. Not usually. So, no. But he's definitely a guy I want to get back. At, I want to get back in there with. But there's like tons of talent around here that I would love to get in the ring with. Both like the premier, I would love to get in the ring with Tag or against you know one on one with either of them. Um, you know this, like I said, you know Niles, my one of my 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 main like my biggest coach, one of my biggest influences on how I you know, approach this business and wrestling in general. I want to get in a ring with him. You know, there's a, you know, there's a couple, there's a lot of people here around here who I, you know, look up to and respect that I want to get into the ring with. Absolutely. Um, so Rex, as we, uh, as we kind of wind this thing down, brother, um, kind of talk to us about, you know, like what other bookings and ventures you got going on in the coming weeks. Uh, right now, my next booking is I have uh, mid states on April eighth, so Chase is uh, and Josie are both safe for me at the next CSW show for now. I did uh, you get threatened to get kicked by me and uh, you know if I if you messed up on the video again, but you'll be safe for this time. <laughs> um, but you know that I have a show in uh, Chillicothe on in May. I'm doing that. Um, kind of right now I'm like in the phase of every new guy is trying to just get out there to new places and people and talk to them, you know, try and get my name out there, putting it in the work where I can doing stuff like that, you know? Gotcha. Um, so, uh, Dean Houston, uh, has another question for you, brother. He wants to know, is there a company that you want to wrestle for that you haven't? I mean, the E, obviously, you know, the Fed, you got to get, you know, that's the, that's one of the, you know, main goals is go, get signed big company, obviously. Um, if we're talking about it strictly like, an, like, you know, indie level, um, AAW in Chicago, Black Label, you know, some Chicago based promotions. I love the work. I have a lot of people I know you go through over there. Love to go through that. Um, 
I like to do more. I want to get more on the like get some coasts, you know. In I'm not a super um, versed with a lot of non-Midwestern promotions. Looking to change that, and that you know coming up, you know, and all to that. Um, people like that. Uh, I love the. I would love the wrestle at Anarchy because I've been a fan of this since NWL closed. You know, would always be super fun at Anarchy. Um, I'm actually. I don't have anything official, but I am going to be in the vicinity of Anarchy, the next show. My popman, see what's going on over there. Because St. Louis is like another town like Kansas City, old, massive history and old school, you know, old wrestling, just big, you know, spot. A lot of history involved in there for that. Well, you may, uh, you may run into Chase and Brian J because they're, uh, they're going to Anarchy on the 14th of April. So hmm. there's your yeah. chance. <laughs> yeah. So um, Rex, do you have any merchandise for sale? And if so, where can we purchase it? Right now, uh, the only merchandise I have for purchase, I have some buttons. I got two different buttons uh, that I like. Those, uh, and I got a bunch of novelty mustaches so you can attempt to maybe be close to me when it comes to <laughs> stashness you know i gotta get my my stash crew out there you know get the stash brigade and all that loveliness right now uh the only place you can i'm, I'm getting some uh t-shirts work together i've been procrastinating i like to say it's because i'm an old school heel and old school heels don't need merch uh but as i'm just a procrastinator um but you can get like if you right now you can just get them at when you see me at a show, you know. Uh, that's when I can get it. I mean, you can hit me up at a, and you know I'm going to be at a show and I'll save stuff, save it for you. But uh, right now I, I just have them at my merch table. Nice, so. fantastic. Um, Rex, where can everybody find you on social media, my friend? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Rex KC W R E X K C. Uh, and you can find me on Facebook at Max Amadeus. Uh, that's where you can find me at most, pretty much all those places like that. You know, and if you uh, and if you need to, you know, hit me up. Obviously, if you want to book the mustache of the world, hit me up in one of the DM me one of those things. Hit me up at Rex, you know, at, uh, Rex Bookings at Gmail, stuff like that. Rex Bookings at Gmail dot com. Nice. Well, Rex, man, we uh we greatly appreciate you taking the time out to uh to come on here and kind of promote yourself and tell us what you got going on. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure if you uh I'm sure you heard the intro. We always like to end every interview and kind of put you center screen and ask you to kind of turn on the gimmick a little bit and uh, say this is Rex Amadeus. <laughs> exactly, and you're watching the I-70 hot tag. Let's do it, brother. All right, I'll get us. Yeah. I'll remove us, and you can once we're off the screen, you can go ahead and start. Oh, this is the master and ruler of the mustache, the world's strongest mustache, Rex Amadeus, and you are watching the I seventy hot tag. <laughs> Love it, my man. Love it, my man. Um. So, uh, Gears of Kai, before we let you go, uh, Gears of Kai wants to know if you need a, 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 a Zappa parody shirt. Um, he might already have it 
Uh, that is the second biggest comparison I get after Jake to say because it is like I have somebody every show comes up and is like, has anyone ever called you say you look like Jake? Say just every show I've ever been to, just every show, especially since I did the mustache. Look, look, dude, everywhere, man. That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, Rex, much love, man. Appreciate you joining with us tonight. I appreciate uh, you guys having me in. Absolutely, sir. Like I said, uh, Brian J. Bebe and myself will see you on Friday, April 14th at St. Louis Anarchy. Um, so until then, uh, farewell, my friend. See you guys later. Absolutely. Bye, Take care. Have a good night, sir. Later. I almost hit the I almost hit the leave studio button myself. <laughs> <laughs> guys, that was uh that was Rex Amadeus. Um, appreciate Rex joining with us. Uh, awesome, fantastic interview. Lots of fun talking to him. Um, I did not think Rex was that young, man. I thought he was much older. So that is hella cool. Um, when he was like, when he was like, oh man, like that's what he, like prior when I had the world championship and he was like, man, like that's what I grew up on. Like Batista and Undertaker. I was like, (laughs) I was like, maybe he just meant like those were some of his fondest memories, but. Fucking fucking awesome. So yeah. love uh love having the master of the mustache on the on the show. Guys, you uh you all know, you know, we do this every week. Um, this is the point in the show where we take a five-minute intermission. Go get you a drink, go use the restroom, come back, guys. We got a loaded show for you tonight. We're gonna talk um we're gonna talk uh Grandel versus the world. We're gonna talk a little bit about AEW Dynamite yesterday. Uh, we're going to be talking some tri-states wrestling, uh, trailblazer wrestling, and then uh, Glory Pro this Sunday. Um, listen, if you don't have Fight TV, uh, and I'm going to say this a thousand more times during this show, if you don't have Fight TV, make sure you get Fight TV. Um, get with me, and I'll tell you how to sign up for Fight TV. Um because Glory Pro Clear to Engage is going to be Destination Television this fucking Sunday. Yeah, um, and we're going to talk all we're going to talk about that and much more when we get back from intermission, guys. Josh, you got anything for us? No, sir. We'll see you guys in five minutes. Hey, uh, before you start that video, yes, um, did you take out did you take out the those people that you accidentally booked? Um, unfortunately, I did not. They are. Uh, they're still accidentally in this in this uh, video, so okay, I'll accidentally to... not. Yeah, I'll accidentally not take them out next week too, and then we'll uh, we'll, no, you uh, we'll go from there. You should, or you, <laughs> you should, or I'll, I'll replace you with Brian J permanently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, guys, enjoy the mid enjoy the the, the midpoint break video. Um, like I said, we're gonna go get you some drinks and then come back. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back, everybody, to the I-70 Hot Tag second half of the show. Um, I am your host, Chase, CR Media. Uh, this is my co-host, my friend, Josh, the real Josh Elliott. Uh, we just got done interviewing Rex Amadeus. Um, and now we're going to talk some Kansas and Missouri independent wrestling. But uh, uh, I I was getting my drink... Uh, uh, did you uh did you still have that one unwanted guest on there? Uh guests. 
plural, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. They're, they are. They are definitely still booked uh, on April sixth, and uh, we're gonna have a uh, interesting interview with them. If you guys did not see it, if you guys were out bathroom break getting a drink, uh, Valencia E Pass is going to be our guest on April sixth. I seventy hot tag. Um, How do you expect me to interview those guys? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be somebody. Uh, somebody needs to. We've had a, we go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I think you were. Are you getting ready to say that we've had our issues with them? I just had yeah. a whole issue with them today. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, obviously, their in-ring talent doesn't meet doesn't meet their uh, their their mic talent because uh, they let the fat guy holding the fake title um, school the shit out of him out of him and Red James. Uh, so red James had to revert to red James had to revert to making insults about Kobe Bryant, uh, because he couldn't keep up. And then, uh, and then Paz, um, Paz was like, uh, you know, uh, behind the guardrail guardrail was where you belong. And I was like, number one, they were like, uh, up in the nosebleeds. And I was like, uh, it's a sweet dumbass. <laughs> so <laughs> obviously not the nosebleeds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, fun, fun little exchange on uh, between CR media and red James and Valencia. If, uh, if you're not already, make sure you go follow red James on social media because he is the XWE social media champion. I uh, fits the bill. Cause he never shuts up. Never. For a guy. For a guy with missing teeth, that guy goes on and on and on and on. And it's like, whoo, man, bro. Uh, yeah, bro. So all, uh, all I'm asking, all I'm asking is for a pause, at <laughs> least just a pause. Just, you know, just, just a little t- bit of a pause. Take a breath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it could be as about as, it could be about as long or wide as the gap between your teeth. So uh herb sevens appreciate you tuning in sir uh coming in Absolutely. second half of the show we're gonna break down uh kansas and missouri local independent wrestling here matt holland was uh super pumped for that uh big daddy donuts commercial yep. uh so yep. we had a uh hell of a weekend man we hell did. of a weekend over uh we made that long uh what four four and a half hour drive across the state of missouri from yeah. uh, Kansas City to St. Louis, and we were uh, live at the Grandel Theater for St. Louis versus the World Two. Fantastic hey. event, yeah! Fantastic event, fantastic. Um, you know, and and I I don't know if you recall, you know, I had mentioned something about it during the show. I loved our seats. I thought our seats was were great. I almost I almost made you switch me seats because. I didn't know this, but you were right by the entrance where the wrestlers were coming out. Yeah. And I was like, damn. I was kinda, yeah, I was a little envious. Yeah, I mean, it sounds cool, but if you're at the uh if you if you've ever been to the Grand Del Theater, they 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 come out like up a ramp and it's a yeah. gigantic ramp. And by the time they got right to where I'm at, I could literally reach over and probably pat them on the top of their head. So they're still pretty pretty low and then they get up yeah. to the top right by the by the ring so it was pretty cool to kind of like lean over and kind of see the guys you know before they you know came out in front of the crowd but 
Um, yeah. yeah, it was a cool venue, man. Like, um, yes. you know, it was, it, I don't know. It was weird. Cause like the, the, when we, we first bought our tickets, the, the front row, it all said obstructed view. And we find out why is because it's below the floor. Not, not, yeah. I guess not below the floor, but it's, it's your head. Normally when you're sitting like at a normal wrestling event, you're, when you're sitting in your seat, your head's probably at, at like the mat level, the ring level, but this you're down below, you're right close to the floor and you're looking up at the ring. Um, still not bad seats if you got them, but you're a lot lower than you are at a normal uh, wrestling event. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, like I was getting ready to say, we, you know, we had Joey O'Farrell on, um, you know, owner of uh, Grandel Wrestling. And, uh, you know, Joey was telling us the, the perfect, um, the perfect uh, seat is right at the top. And man, I, I, I guess I could see it, but man, I thought, I thought the seats we had were pretty damn good. You know, I, I may have, I'm, I may have wanted to be up maybe a little bit higher and maybe a little, a little bit more centered, but man, like I said, I, I think where we are was pretty good. Um, uh, but I could, I, you know, I, I kept looking up there and kept envisioning, like, I wonder, uh, like, I wonder what their view looks like from up there. So I bet they were, um, but God, it, you know, another great venue, um, you know, the pageant uh Grandel, you know those those places that they run in St. Louis are, you know, visually very very good um for uh for wrestling events, you know, because the, they're they're unorthodox. You don't see wrestling events go through like that. Hunter Dillon, appreciate you joining, sir. Um but you know, like I said, you you don't see wrestling events in places like that. So it's very very cool. Um, you know, we, we gave so much praise to, um, the temple live, uh, yeah. but want to give some praise to, uh, to Grandel and to, uh, and, and to the pageant as well. Both venues, like I said, are very unorthodox, but very good for wrestling. So, um, and what a, what a fucking show, my guy, yeah. what a show. Yeah. This show was, this show was so packed. And so well put together. Um, there was barely there was barely any empty seats in the house, um, and it garnered a lot of attention. Not just from not just Grandel doing a great job of promoting the event, but us as well. You know, not to not to toot our own horns, but to kind of give us a pat on the back. Um, we had done such a good job of promoting this event that one of our followers who is not in the chat tonight, but oh well, one of our followers who um, is not in the Kansas City wrestling area, not into Kansas City wrestling at all, um, actually lived uh, two hours into Arkansas, made the drive from Arkansas into St. Louis. Actually, here's a funny story. I'll pull, I'll pull the curtain back even more. Um, Dustin, Mr. Midwest, who uh, some of you may know from the Discord and uh, used to be my co-host on the AEW Dynamite Post Show. Dustin lives in Arkansas, like I said, about two hours in Arkansas. He called his friend because his truck broke down and he couldn't make it. And so he called his friend because he wanted to see Motor City Machine Guns so bad. Motor City Machine Guns is his favorite tag team 
of all time. He wanted to see them so bad. He called a friend from Mississippi to drive from Mississippi to Arkansas to pick him up and take him to St. Louis to go see this event. Yep. Absolute, a- absolutely crazy. So heads up to uh, Grandel uh, and Glory Pro and, and all those guys for putting that event together. Um, absolutely fantastic. Uh, let's, let's get into this thing, man. Let's, let's, uh, let's talk about this. Uh, Heather Reckless had a match, um, against somebody who we're seeing here in our local area a little bit more. Um, Josh, I'm going to let you, uh, uh, yeah. So, you know, this, this was the, uh, the pre, there was two pre-show matches and the first one was Heather Reckless, who we've seen in glory pro. We've seen her in person over in, uh, um, UUCW in uh, Wichita. We're going to see her at Central State. So um, extremely talented. Um, and she wrestled and defeated uh, someone we're going to see in Trailblazer on the 25th over in Ottawa, Kansas, Amina Belmont. Who, oh, I thought uh, it was going to be. I thought it was going to be uh, Nikki XS. No, Nick's. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, no. Um, no. Uh, yeah. Anyway, she. Before- uh, Hey, before you break this down, I want to I want to highlight this comment from Herb Simmons because I lo- I love stuff like this. 1987, that was before both you and I were born. Um, I was born in 87, so oh, okay, my bad, my bad. I, I may have been, you, you know, I may have been three months old. Yeah, I was born in uh, July of 87. So really, anyway, continue. Huh. So you're gonna be 36 this year? Yeah, let's rub it. Jesus, in. fuck, Jesus, you're old. Anyways, um, 1987, he says. We did the only wrestling show at the beautiful Fox Theater in St. Louis. Great venue, Bruiser Brody, Kamala, and others. That is so awesome. That that is awesome. Oh, so awesome. That's awesome. But I don't uh, know about you. I don't know about you, but I did drink tea and honey. So uh, I did not. I'm not a big, uh, I'm not a big honey fan, but I do love me some tea. So, um, God. I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of creepy. A little cool. bit. It's cool and it's creepy at the same time. But yeah. You know. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Heather Reckless and uh, Amina Belmont. So obviously, we've seen uh, a lot of Heather over uh, over the course of the last you know almost year now since us uh, starting this podcast. We know how great she is, but man, Amina came out and extremely impressive. First time seeing her wrestle. Have not seen her before on video nothing this is our first experience with her and we actually saw her uh advertised for trailblazer before we saw her uh advertised for this show so i was uh i was excited because i mean i'm gonna come over to trailblazer and i believe and i'm sure uh dean's gonna correct me and i'm pretty sure she's advertised to wrestle shooter shylin in trailblazer in ottawa so um should be a great match uh for both of them girls but as far as this match here uh it was a great opener and heather worked as a face the crowd loved her which is uh another i'm gonna bring this up later is it's gonna be opposite of someone we're used to seeing uh as a uh, baby face working as a heel but it's cool to see these wrestlers go back and forth from character to character uh you know from you know, heal the face, baby face. So great opening match, great start to the show. And, uh, I'm, like I said, I'm extremely impressed with, with Amina from my first experience with her. 
Yeah. Same for you, Chase. Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, you know, we we've kind of talked about, you know, how it just depends on the different promotions in different areas. You know, we have seen uh uh the devil the the devil's favorite demon. Yeah. De the devil's little demon or something. I forget I always forget her nickname. I know it has something to do with devil because she always puts up the devil horns. Um, the devil's little princess. It's always um, yeah, something yeah, weird. It's a, I think it's a princess, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. But uh, you know, we we've seen Heather Reckless, we saw her in uh Wichita, Kansas at yep. UUCW, the temple, and she was full blown uh heel. Then she comes out here, and like I was a little confused. I kind of looked at you and I'm like <laughs> I'm like, do we cheer for her or are we booing her? Like, what, <laughs> what are we doing here? Um, so, you know, sometimes, sometimes I try to go with the crowd, uh, you know, on cheering and booing. Uh, I know when Austin Moitalo came out at Mid-States, uh, I was probably the only person standing <laughs> on their feet cheering for him because uh, he is massive, massive heat, heel in mid states um yeah. so but i mean it was kind of same situation here heather came out and then like she kind of was like pumping up the crowd and i'm like yeah <laughs> so um but you know the uh, uh amina you know belmont she did really good um they both worked really well together um i, I think amina is like english or maybe um, I don't know if you saw that promo she cut, but uh, she has a very she has a strong accent, so I I, I don't know if it's like English or if it's uh, but it's, I, it's I did I did not see the promo, so I'm not sure. Okay, well it's it's somewhere it's somewhere over yonder. So uh, like I said, it sounds like it's uh, either an English accent or Australian. You know how I mix the two up. Um, yeah. so I do apologize, <laughs> but uh, over yonder. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, man, it was it was good to see her get in the ring, and then so I was more familiar with her when Trailblazer announced her. So I was like, "Sweet, yep. this will uh, be very exciting to see where uh, where she goes in the in the area." Um, the second unfortunately, match, unfortunately, she's going to get that L again at uh, Trailblazer. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, anyway, go ahead. The second match uh, on the pre-show, if you will. Uh, was the battle royal to determine the final participant in the uh, in the ladder match? Um, there was a lot of great talent, a lot of great St. Louis talent. Uh, all three members of the premiere, um, which you know we kind of talked about, we are not used to seeing uh, Kenway in Kansas City. Um, just cause, I mean, we have seen him before. I saw him, I saw him at journey pro, um, at one of the journey pro events I went to, I knew he looked familiar. I'd seen him. And then also I was watching some journey pro stuff on IWTV and came across, I sent you that picture of Warhorse. also <laughs> came across, also came across Kenway and a couple other people. Um, so Kenway, I, I think, I think what happened was, is if I remember correctly, uh, you know, we, we attended the after party, um, and I was kind of talking to Kenway about it. Um, and I could be wrong, but from what I gathered, 
I think he got injured. Um, and then once he was healthy again, he had to, um, uh, once he got healthy again, he had to get relicensed in Missouri. And I think he's finally relicensed in Missouri. So he was awesome. at journey pro working the premier table. And I knew I recognized him, but I thought he was just like one of their friends. Cause he was yeah. like forcibly, forcibly putting over the premiere. He's like, Oh, these guys are so awesome. Aren't they? And I was like, no, they kind of suck. And he's like, why are you over here buying merch then? And I'm like, cause I support them. So, and he's like, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I said, I thinking, I was like, he looks familiar. And so anyways, but, um, he was in this battle Royal. So was SK Campbell. Um, and then, uh, Frodo, the ghost. Frodo was in there. Uh, super um, over death wish, Anakin Murphy with a crowd was over. extremely behind Anakin Murphy in this match. Yes. Um, but you've also got guys like, uh, you know, the O'Neill brothers, Devin O'Neill was in it. Um, you had a guy, Jimmy, who, go ahead. I, I was going to say who, um, who Jimmy had talked about, uh, when he was on the show. Yep. And, yep. uh, you know, we talked about, you know, who's some, who's some talent in the St. Louis area to look out for. He had mentioned the, the brothers, um, was yeah, one Steve, of the people, Stephen and Devin, I believe is their, are, are their names. Yep. Um, yeah, man, like it was, a, it was a great, uh, it was a great introduction to a lot of new faces that we hadn't seen before. Um, you know, and they, they were able to, they gave them a lot of time too. Like I figured, a you know, when you look at, when you look at a battle Royal in WWE or AEW stance, you're like, okay, they start it And then they, people get thrown out really quick. They didn't yeah. do that, man. It was like, they let we started, those guys work. Yeah. We started off with 10 guys. Yep. And then uh and then a timer kicked on and then they started doing single entrances after that and then started to do group entrances if I remember correctly or was it no, just I, group entrances? Yeah, it was group I think it was a 25 man battle royal. I think it is what yep. the total was. The first 10 joined and then I think a 5 or 10 minute countdown the the next 10 and then another countdown and then the the last 5 I believe. Yeah. So, yeah. but Anakin, uh, just so you know, Anakin was was in the first group, and yep. he lasted the entire time. And uh, again, super over crowd loved him. As did I. Chase and I were both uh, cheering for him. Uh, he was one of our. I can't remember. Did we? Uh, uh, I know we both picked SK Bishop uh, as our number one pick. Um, yeah. But during that match, um. Uh, Kenway had gotten injured and he was in, he got carried out and to the point to where SK actually looked at a fan who was like mocking them and cursed at them. And so he got carried out and we, and immediately the premier got eliminated right after that. So, and I'm assuming they went back to look at Kenway to find out if he was okay. Um, so it was like a, very strange situation that happened during the match. Um, but uh, they continued the match. Anakin went on to 
um, last throughout the entire event, the entire battle Royal, uh, eliminated the last, uh, I'm not sure who was the, uh, do you remember the name Jake, of the, that's, that's what I was looking up. Cause I was Jake going Lander? to, yes. So I was going to make it a point to say how extremely talented, um, uh, Um, I was going to, I'm going to leave Hunter's comment on the screen. I was going to make it a point to talk about how extremely talented, uh, Jake was, um, looked great in this match. Uh, small guy. Yeah. Probably five foot seven on a good day. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. Maybe. maybe dude picked up a guy that looked 350, 400 pounds on yep. his shoulders threw him over the top rope. Didn't just do this once. Did this multiple times through the match. Even did two guys on his shoulder. Uh it was just it was crazy. The strength from uh from from Jake Lander was absolutely absolutely uh, amazing. Um just crazy. Uh so Anakin Murphy knocks him out. And Anakin Murphy's music plays. And then Dude, guess- I lost it. I lost it. Yeah. And then guess who comes flying out and throws Anakin Murphy over the top rope? None other than Kenway. And there is SK Bishop and Campbell Myers with their stupid grins on their stupid faces celebrating because they worked us. And they did because Josh and I like looked at it. When Kenway went down, Kenway had tears in his eyes. Um, and then SK and Campbell were like cussing and yelling at the referees. They were like, dude, get over here. And then like when one of them was helping Kenway out of the ring, like Campbell was like, Campbell was like, dude, get your fucking head under his arm so he can like, so he can like brace himself on you. Like they worked us like, because there was these Bad. two girls who were very vocal through most of the show. And that's all I'm going to say. Um, yeah. And one of them during the time that Kenway got injured, like Josh said, was laughing about it or making jokes about it and was very loud about it. And Campbell looked right at this girl who was probably 14, 15 years old and goes, Hey, shut the fuck up. And I was like, bro, that's like Campbell. Campbell gets away with like antagonizing the crowd. We talked about that earlier with Rex, right? Yep. But when he looked at that girl and was like dead serious and was like, shut the fuck up. I was like, damn, bro, like this is serious. And I was like, that sucks. Because I knew Kenway had worked really hard to get back. And then he gets injured. And I was like, bro. And then he comes flying out and eliminates Anakin. And I looked at Joss and I was like, I was like, bro, it takes it takes a lot to get me to, to get worked. And I got worked, worked. <laughs> I mean, like, ask, ask Josh. Like, I, I'll point out every little thing. And it takes a lot for your boy to get worked. Yep. And I got, I got the, I got the, the five-star work special is what I got. Um, Cause man, doesn't Kenway know April's fool? Yeah. Isn't for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, but this, this match to open the show, set the tone. It was a great, you know, these guys, these guys that work and put together these shows, you know, we talked, we talked to Joey when he was on the show 
I mean, this is St. Louis Anarchy, Grandel, WrestleMax, uh, or I mean, not Grandel, Glory Pro, WrestleMax, and who was the other? Um, Glory Pro, WrestleMax, Anarchy. That's it, I think. I think that's it, right? Yep. Yep. I believe that's so. It. Yep. But I mean, like, so it was just, it was really, really cool to see a lot of, a lot of St. Louis talent that we're not familiar with here, yep. um, which was awesome because we immediately uh, started looking and was like, hey, um, this guy, that guy, Kendall Beck. Uh, I was funny. I was like, I was like, dude, this guy is an athlete and this yeah. guy is a stud. And then as soon as I said it, he got thrown over the top rope. But that don't mean <laughs> shit. Like he, he still, I mean, that guy, that guy could work. So um, yep. definitely. Uh, you know who, uh, who made a big impression and I'm saying big impression uh, and lasted quite a bit in the match was big munch. Marcus Munchersen, and he and there was another guy I can't remember. Uh, was it was a Baracus? Baracus. Yep. Yeah, them two boys are big boys, and they. I was like, there's no way they're gonna be able to get thrown over this top rope, and they they did a damn good job the entire match, man. Like playing that, Brian, playing that. Br- uh, oh, that was later. That was later. God damn it, Brian J. You're good. Brian J jumping out of jumping out of line. Um, but yeah, yeah that's that's like uh, uh Baracus, Jabari King, Big Munch, Marcus Muncherson, um, like all three human uh, oh Myron, Myron Demone, Demone, yeah. Uh yep. all four big, big dudes. That guy we mentioned earlier, who's like who couldn't be more than five, seven or five, eight J Jake Lander lifted one of those dudes on his shoulder, not only lifted one of those dudes on his shoulders, but he also at one point had one of those dudes and another guy on him. Like I was like, dude, this is, I was like, this guy is insane. Uh, what, what a great talent pool. They had great battle Royal. Um, Kenway stealing it, dude. Just stealing it. He is. So uh, that did it for the uh, pre-show. We jump right into the main show. um, And we start off with the triple A. He's not triple A. I think he's um, CMLL. CMLL. Yep. Yep. Rocky Romero. Rocky Romero Uh, and Dan the dad. And Rocky Romero put his championship on the line. Uh, and Dan, the dad was this close. Yep. This close. Very close. You got the, you got all the, all the Dan shenanigans, right? As you always yep. see the, the, Hey, look at your shirt and flick him in the nose. Uh, he even took his belt off and was going to do the whooping. Uh, but his manager, which I'm, I'm drawing a blank on Rocky's manager's name, but the manager, uh, rushed in there and actually, uh, pushed Rocky out of the way and laid on the ropes and took that belt slap to his ass. And you heard it echo throughout the entire arena. Like right when that belt hit his ass, it was like slap. And it just, like I said, it echoed throughout the entire Grandel theater. Um, great match as uh, you know, as Rocky does every time we see him, we see him a couple times in glory. Um, and then Dan to that 
also I, I know as a, he's a comedic character but can work in the ring when he wants to and uh this match was a great main show opener um rocky romero did get the victory he retains his uh w was it wml l title cmll cmll sorry yeah my bad uh cmll title and uh so he does get the victory over Dan the Dad to uh, start the show. Uh, I I loved it, man. Uh, you know, I, I this is the uh, the only piece of merchandise that I uh, that I purchased from the show is a Dan the Dad uh, coffee mug, and I also have and I'm signing it. So again, I know you got one at CSW. I envious had to get one myself so and that's going to be behind me the uh foreseeable future right here on the on the old uh backdrop there so love the end of that great guy and uh fantastic promotion over there in glory pro absolutely so um i was looking for something specific specific oh found it the picture found of it, found uh it, found it Found it, found it, found it. So uh, the next match, um, Buddy Shepard comes out to address the Nega Buddies, um, which is everybody who is negative towards Buddy Shepard. He calls them Nega Buddies. Uh, And um, as Buddy Shepard did in great fashion, brought Adrian Surge with him, uh, cut a promo that made everybody want to uh, to stab their ears. Um, <laughs> and uh, in the process of that, we got this fine gym right here. Let me share my screen. Uh, Josh actually sent this to him and he posted it on Twitter. Um, there it is. He decided to eat a banana and... <laughs> Uh, getting his potassium break is what he, what he yes. was calling it. He, he wanted to get a potassium break is what he said. Um, so he pulls out this banana and he eats this banana in the most provocative, uh, inappropriate way I've ever seen a man eat a banana. Um, but to each his own, it's 2023. I don't judge. Uh, but yeah, that was, uh, and Josh got that picture perfectly. Oh, um, uh, I, I, yeah. He said uh, to the to the point of all my friends are doing amazing shit, and I'm standing in the middle of a ring eating a banana. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was yep. great. Yeah, uh, he goes thanks to the I seventy hot tag for capturing this moment, and then I reply and I go, hot damn, that banana is as far back in your throat as the buddy system. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I want to let you continue with this, but this is gonna go off of. Uh, Brian Jay's comment earlier. So there, there, there was a match stemming off of this. Yes. Um, Adrian Serge uh, was was there to represent uh, Buddy Shepard. And they issued an open challenge. And who, issue, who answered their open challenge, Josh? KLD. Which, if you are Kevin a fan. Lee Davidson. Yes, and if you are a fan of the um, the NWL, you should know that KLD was in the uh, in the NWL as Letterman. Um, 
So Letterman. Yeah. Uh, good shit. Good shit. Great memories. Great memories. Um, but very, very fun. Uh, you know, KLD came out um, to a humongous, uh, a, a humongous pop. Um, very popular with the St. Louis crowd. Uh, they were definitely digging it. Um, and we were very excited to see KLD back as well. Um, definitely, uh, definitely have to look at getting KLD on the card in a future, um, on a, on a future show. So getting them on the hot tag. So, yeah, um, absolutely. absolutely. Um, so next match, uh, we had, I always forget, man. Because we, we brought Brody, one of our friends, um, and this next match features Jake something, who we've seen a few times as well, um, against Gary J. And Brody had never seen Gary J wrestling. So I said, man, what? be ready for this entrance. This this is a badass entrance. And then he comes out, and then he he looks at me, he's like, that, that wasn't cool at all. And I'm like, dude, I completely... Just in my mind, I'm thinking of Anarchy Gary J, where the crowd gets up and just slaps the, the the mat, and I'm and I'm pumped for it. But that doesn't happen in in most other promotions that that has a guardrail, right? So, um, you know, they had uh, Flood of '93 out there uh, filming that entire match, um, and uh, Gary got some color. He got he got busted open. And uh, Jake something kind of flung him around uh, a lot of that match, honestly. Uh, he, uh, as he mostly always does, um, finds a way to fight back and uh, ends up getting the victory over uh, over someone twice size and uh, gets the victory bloodied up. Fantastic. I'm not sure if you saw the uh, the promo that he cut after the after the show but it was a great uh if you haven't seen it go go check out grandel uh facebook i think they posted it on on twitter too um or flood 93 i'm not sure where it's located but great great promo after the match but fantastic event or not event but fantastic match gary j um played the i know he wasn't technically the underdog he was the physical underdog but um absolutely overcame the odds and uh took down jake something so fantastic loved it love gary j yes love jake something but love gary j absolutely uh yep i uh i was not anticipating gary j doing his usual entrance um because that typically only happens in the open uh in the open areas um now i know it was a little bit of open uh or I know it was little opened at Grandel, but definitely not what you're used to seeing yeah. it like a- anarchy and, and stuff like that. Um, this next match, Nick Aldis versus Thomas Shire. Um, now, uh, I, I don't have anything negative to say about this match. Um, this match I thought was good. Uh, it was just, it wasn't what I was expecting. Um, and that's not necessarily bad. It was just, you know, Joey was like, you know, Hey, like, you know, we felt bad because, you know, Thomas Shire, uh, was supposed to face somebody else 
And then we gave him Nick Aldis, and he was very, you know, anxious and anticipated for this challenge. Um, so I was expecting like an 18, 20 minute slugfest. And I was expecting the Thomas Shire match. And that's not what happened. Um, Nick Aldis, uh, Nick Aldis kind of wiped the floor with, with Mr. Thomas Shire. Uh, it was, it was over in eight minutes, which like I said, not bad, not bad at all. Um, it just, it wasn't what I was expecting. Like I said, I, when, uh, when that match started, I was like, Oh shit. I was like, here we go. I mean, you're about to see a clinic. You're about to see a classic style wrestler like Nick Aldis face a smash mouth in your face, pull no punches, uh, hard hitter like Thomas Shire. And I was like, and this is going to go. And then when it ended in eight minutes, I was like, oh, shit. All right. (laughs) So, uh, you know, like I said, nothing, nothing negative to say. It just it wasn't it didn't turn out to be like what I thought it was going to be. So both men, both men still obviously worked really well, um, but it just wasn't. It wasn't that like 20 minute slog slug fest like I thought it was gonna be. No, I uh hundred percent agree. I think uh I think the most of the crowd probably thought the same thing too. Uh the, the match started a lot slower than we thought it was going to as well. Like it was a lot, it was the first you know 90 seconds to a, to two minutes, you know, it was very slow. Um, and I'm like, man, let's let's go, let's you know, start beating the shit out of each other, you know, and then then they got to go on a little bit, but I was absolutely, you know, you know, I've talked big on Thomas Shire uh, on the show, and uh, yeah. that was not, you know, enjoyable match. But I, yes. I, I agree. I think that that match should have and could have um, gone much longer and and given us a, 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 you know, a longer show for that for sure. But. Eight, eight and a half minutes, roughly. I'm not sure exactly at the time, but it was it was under nine for sure. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick Aldis came in, <laughs> did business, and and walked out. So that uh, that's that's that. <laughs> so the uh, the next match, um, you know, Woo! Uh, a ladder match. So we had uh, we had Kenway who won the battle royal. ATM, Mr. All That Matters, Xavier Walker, Ethan Price, and Cody Lang. And Kenny Alfonso. Kenny Alfonso, yep. So, uh, you know, you and I are, well, I don't know about you, but I know I predicted Xavier Walker to win this match. Yeah, we both did. Yep, we both did. And yeah. I re- I remember, and this is what was kind of deceiving about it, um, because you know if you go back and you watch that match, uh, I don't know how it looked on like you know if they do it if they put a stream on, or how how it do how you can you view it online, Josh? What this Grandel this event. Eventually, yes, they're gonna okay, they're gonna do it. They're gonna do what CSW does, and that it'll be in like 4K and stuff. But it'll be like a week. It'll be probably three weeks after. So, okay, I would assume cool. sometime in sometime in April. I I would assume because I I want to go back and watch it because I know to us 
when we saw that belt, we were like, dude, that belt is really high up there. The briefcase. And briefcase. Sorry. So um, I was like, dude, that briefcase is really high up there. And then I was like, I think this solidifies our pick of Xavier Walker because Xavier was like the tallest dude in that match. Yeah. Um, Cause I was like, bro, if you stick a, you stick an eight foot ladder there, that thing's up there like 20 feet. I think he's the only dude that can get up there and grab that bet or grab that briefcase. So, you know, then we start watching the match and when somebody put the ladder up and somebody started climbing, it wasn't Xavier Walker with somebody else. I was like, maybe it's not as high up as we thought it was still looked high up there, but I don't think it was. Yeah. But some crazy spots in this match, man. Crazy. Uh, number one, Kenway grabs the ladder, puts it on his neck to do a helicopter. And there ain't a motherfucker around. I mean, not <laughs> one. So I'm like, Kenway, what are you doing, bro? Uh, and then people started, people started running in after he did it. But as soon as he started, cause the ladder was set up and instead of climbing up it, he takes it down and then puts it on his neck. And I'm like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> and starts spinning around in an empty yeah. ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but made up for it, made up for it. Cause like I said, he about did. four or five, four or five guys came in and just got clobbered. Yep. Um, so, uh, but to begin here, this was what was awesome to begin. Kenny Alfonso was coming out and I'm getting hyped cause they saved Kenny for last. Right. Yep. And Kenny's coming out and then flipping Cody Lane comes and jumps and attacks Kenny and his entrance. And I was just, I was pissed. Yeah. He did. Kenny got no entrance in this match at all. Like yeah. we didn't get any pictures of the entrance, no video, nothing. Uh, he just, he, he got right at the top of that ramp and was done. Yeah. I I'm pretty sure I have a video of me like cheering and like watching Kenny emerge from the stairs and then right as he emerges, Cody Lane jumps on him and attacks him or something. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. And then I end the video. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Talk, talk, talk to us about this, Josh. I mean, cause like, I, you know, there was a lot of spots in the match that I were like, that we were like, Ooh, ah, you know, I mean, it's a ladder match. There's six participants. It's, it always gets a little crazy, especially outside of the ring. Talk to us about your point of view, man. Yeah, man. I, uh, I, I enjoyed it. It was a, uh, it was a great, you know, quote unquote money in the bank ladder match, six participants, all six, uh, you know, you could see winning, um, you know, and we, we predicted Xavier Walker, we, pre uh, last week, but we also predicted that SK Bishop would be the one in this match, not Kenway. So, uh, it was a great match, man. Like, like I said, Kenway uh, performed very well in the Battle Royal, and then performed well again here, as did Kenny Alfonso, as he always does. Xavier Walker, I'm not sure if he if he got hurt or, um, but he wasn't. You know, to me, I mean, maybe because I'm more focused on you know the guys that I that I enjoy watching. Um, I know Kenny was on the outside a little bit, but. I don't know if if Xavier got hurt or injured or, um, but he was not the 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 powerhouse that I, th I was expecting 
in this match, right? I figured he would be uh, more of a presence, and he wasn't that I that I remember. Um, ATM is a fantastic professional wrestler. If you guys have not seen him, make sure you go check him out. Uh, this is the second time seeing him live, um, and it was as a great. Josh, as Josh just got done telling you all about how Xavier Walker wasn't a presence in this match. He then brings up ATM who got fucking choke slammed through two tables by Xavier Walker. <laughs> but I digress. You're, you're right. Um, you're right. He did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, and we're on the, and we're on the side of, uh, Hey Casey. Yes. <laughs> we're on the side of where I got choke slammed. And I, it, it's funny because we sat there and watched the referees try to fumble that that uh, that they, they tried to shove the uh, table under the ring, and the the table was so jacked up and at an angle they couldn't get it under the ring. So finally, they just pulled it off screen, you know, or backstage, and they yeah. they just gave up on it. But yeah, um, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. right. But anyway, like like I said, I I think this match was uh, was very entertaining, uh, high pace. Cody Lane you know, is a, is a very, as we're going to talk about here in a couple minutes, very entertaining as well. Came out with that Flamingo, uh, you know, outfit that he does. And um, he, he, he had a very great, uh, very good performance in this match as well. Um, but man, that, yeah. uh, that winner, something yes. we, uh, we <laughs> popped so, hard for. Yes. So Kenway, uh, and Kenway brought out help eventually in the middle of the match. The P boys um, had to find a way to get had to find a way to get out there more um, because, you know, trying to steal the battle royal wasn't enough for those two guys. They had to get out there more. And um, they came out to try and help Kenway brought Ken, brought out Kenway a bigger ladder than what uh, originally was out there. Um, and you know, like I said, just a lot of spots involving ladders. Um, ATM took a lot of damage. Um, Ethan price was in this match and Ethan price was doing really good. Uh, but you know, like the, the two things I remember ATM got like suplexed or German suplexed onto, onto the ladder in the corner. And then ATM got choke slammed through two tables, uh, by Xavier Walker. So, you know, they, they did a little bit of a. They did a little bit of a, um, you know, picking up, picking on ATM a little bit, but uh, in the end, <laughs> in the end, second to none, Kenny Alfonso. Um, well, what a what a fantastic part. Um, I I I've got a video of myself and I. Uh, I, I I'm the loudest person in the room uh, cheering for Kenny Alfonso. That was, that was the shit. Uh, mm. I really, I really honestly thought he was going to get knocked down. Um, in fact, I, in fact, I, if I remember correctly, I think Xavier Walker was climbing into the ring right as he was climbing up the ladder. Yeah. And he I was, was like, I was like, damn dude. I was like, Xavier is going to get him. And then he got the briefcase and I was like, hell yes, dude, this is what's up. This is what's up. So Kenny Alfonso, same rules as the money in the bank ladder match guys. Kenny Alfonso has an opportunity to cash that briefcase in 
at any point in time for the Crown of Glory Championship, which we will talk about later on in this because the Crown of Glory Championship was defended um, on this. In fact, it's our next match. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and this is, mile, uh, my, I yeah. was going to say, th- in this match, we know we talked about it earlier with Heather Reckless being, we're so familiar with her being a heel and she was a baby face in this. And this is, Com- this is not even, this is not even like this, my guy. This is yeah. not even anywhere close to this. Yeah. This is weird because if you guys know the mile high Magnum, everybody, everybody loves the mile high Magnum. There's yeah. a few people. There were some few jackasses. I heard it at CSW in the crowd uh, during the championship match that were like, you know, that always are harping on Dak because he's a Broncos fan and that's fine. Whatever. Teach his own. But Dak is over like Rover and he is the poster boy for a white meat baby face. Um, he's got the look, he's got the smile, he's got the body like Dak is Dak has got it all. So it's very weird to walk into somewhere where they don't like Dak yeah. and where Dak plays it up. And that was this match. You put, you put Dak up against Camaro Jackson in St. Louis and boy, did St. Louis not disappoint. Yeah. Um, because and Dak played Dak played to it as well. So I, I honestly thought this was gonna be two Titans going against each other, you know, kind of like just a just an all-out war between two, you know, two hot baby faces. Uh no, that was not the case. Dak came in and played full heel. And I was I was just mind blown. Yeah. Um, but he did very good with it. So yeah, Very I sent a picture to uh, to my wife who I, I sent a picture of Dak uh, coming to the ring, and I said, "This is uh, this is very strange, <laughs> yeah. where the crowd does not like this man." And she's like, "What are you talking about?" Like she, you know, she's not a wrestling fan yeah. per se. She doesn't know. And I'm like, "Man, it, she, fans love him in Kansas City, and yeah. for the most part in St. Louis too." But when you're put when you're going against, you know the quad father, the St. Louis's own baby, huge baby face in St. Louis, uh, Camaro Jackson, like you're not going to get cheered no matter who yep. you are, honestly. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I, I did the same thing. I did the same thing. Ashley, I told Ashley this, uh, that same thing when I got home, I was like, I was like, Dak was a bad guy. And she's like, what? She's like, I knew those St. Louis people were weird. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he played it up, man. He he was he was uh he was yelling at the crowd. He was yeah. uh doing everything heels. Shame do, on so. you. And he was like, yeah. You don't want to cheer me? He's like, That's fine. He's like, I'm just gonna beat your boy up. And yeah. It was but, uh, funny. Come- I, I I yelled shame on you right before the match started, and uh and Dak heard it and said, No, yeah. he's talking about you, Camaro. <laughs> no, he's talking yeah. about you. You know, it was kind of a cool back and forth. So yeah. uh it was it was a very good uh you know big man versus big man match um you know but as expected I didn't see this match going any other way as much as I love Dak Draper um you know Camaro Jackson comes up with a victory and uh you know hard hitting like I said big man versus big man match but uh still your crowd of glory glory champion Camaro Jackson but that wasn't 
you know, for as good as that match was, um, that wasn't the part of the match that got me out of my seat. Um, what got you out of your seat, sir? Let me, uh, <laughs> give me, give me one second. Give me one second. I got stall, it. Stall, stall me. Oh, you got, got it. it? Mm-hmm. You, you sly son of a bitch. You, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. I let me know if I put it up on the screen now, if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Here we go. I was like, the only, the only difference between the two was, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no, no, no. You're, you're good. You're good. My guy. Uh, one we're going to show. So, uh, Kenny Alfonso's music hits and, uh, he rushes out right after the match. And we think Kenny Alfonso is going to, uh, cash in that crown of glory title right then and there after Camaro just fought Dak Draper. And, uh, you can see here, briefcase, raising air. They both uh, shaking hands, and you can see the graphic in the background. Cleared to engage. Uh, Dak, or Dak Draper. Camaro Jackson versus Kenny Alfonso this Sunday for the Crown of Glory Championship. Yeah. Yeah, so, when, when, when is that match again, my friend? Uh, this Sunday. Yeah. Uh, March 26th. Yeah, like, like what? In a couple days, I, I yeah. Was, yeah, I was like, I did the same thing, man. I was like, I was like, oh my god, did we just, uh, like, bro, like, like, like they, they they announced this thing, like, you get a you get a title shot at any point in time in the next three hundred and sixty five days, and he's doing it in a week and a half after winning the the briefcase. So, yeah, um, let's see if I can do this without completely. Uh, shitting all over the bed. What do you think? We'll, you think we'll see how uh, how well you're. Uh... <laughs> Just a reminder, you guys. Got... Look at the uh, we're you know we're still gonna cover uh, Trailblazer. Uh, we love both y'all. Yep. Yep. We do. And that's, uh, that's, that's where the problem lies. Ladies and gentlemen is we love both of them. That's sorry. That's me. So you guys have to understand just like money in the bank. Here's what happened. Camaro Jackson wins after a hard fought battle with, um, with Dak Draper. And then as Camaro Jackson is in the ring celebrating and his music's blaring, it gets interrupted by Kenny Alfonso's music. And Kenny Alfonso comes out with this briefcase that he just won prior that night. And Camaro Jackson even, even talks about it in his promo. Um, you know, that what were you doing? You had me right then and there and you should have done it. And you didn't. So I don't know, man. I'm, I'm a little skeptical. Do you, uh, let me ask you, cause I mean, we're, we're going to talk about it. Let's go ahead and talk about it right now. Let's mix it yeah. in. Go ahead. You, 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 you had it up there. I mean, Jesus. The, uh, the, 
clear to engage. Yep, clear to engage. This Sunday, as we talked about, Fight TV, Glory yep. Pro Wrestling um, will be live. That is going to be your main event. So let's uh, let's talk about it real quick, man. Is is Kenny Alfonso going to regret not cashing in uh, his championship opportunity right then and there after Camaro Jackson had one of, or probably not one of, probably his hardest title defense since becoming Glory Pro or Crown of Glory champion? Is Kenny Alfonso going to regret that? Uh, unfortunately. I think he is. I think he's going to regret not uh, taking advantage of a uh, already beaten down Camaro Jackson. I mean, I know Kenny Alfonso just uh, literally 30 minutes before that uh, had a ladder match. So he's beaten down as well, but nowhere near, nowhere near as bad though. You're right. Nowhere near you're right. As bad. But I think uh, I, I, in, in my opinion, um, as much as I hope, and, and we, we said this before the ladder match too, like we would pop if Kenny Alfonso wins this uh, ladder match. Neither one of us picked him though, and he won it. Um, go back to Vendetta. I know this is a completely different company, but go back to uh, uh, Deal with the Steel when Kenny Alfonso faced Davey Vega, and I was the only one that did not pick Kenny Alfonso. He won. And now here we go in against Camaro <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> and as much as I hope Kenny Alfonso wins, my gut is telling me he is going to regret not cashing that in at Grandel. And uh, Camaro is going to come out on top. Uh, still your crown of glory champion. So I'm super excited for, for Kenny Alfonso, dude. Like, like I, we've talked, Kenny Alfonso was one of the first guys we talked about on episode one of this podcast. And, um, he's only gotten better over the last almost 12 months now. So, um, eventually we're going to see him carrying a world title of a company somewhere. I just, I just don't see it being right now. And for glory pro. Do you see something different? Do you agree or not? I uh, unfortunately I have to agree. Yeah. Um I, I think that uh I think the quad father will make Kenny regret not cashing in right then and there. Um and God, I, I don't like that. I almost want to change. Yeah, I'm gonna change it. I want to change it. <laughs> Kenny Alfonso becomes your crown of glory champion this Sunday. Kenny Alfonso wins. Hell yeah. Uh, I started to think about it. I was like, I was like, eh, and then I was like, nope, yeah. screw it. This is what this is what we're doing. Kenny Alfonso beats Camaro Jackson Sunday, Glory Pro. Make sure you check it out. It's gonna be history. I think this will be Kenny's first championship. First main championship. Yeah, if he wins it, yeah, for sure. Yep. This will be his first main championship. So make sure you tune in to watch history. It's going to be on Fight TV, guys. Fight TV Plus. It's $4.99 a month. Sign up for a free trial. Watch Glory Pro. If you don't, if you if you're not completely satisfied with all what Fight TV Plus offers, cancel your membership, but get it just to watch Glory Pro. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be this Sunday. 
at 3 p.m. Right, Josh? Yes, I think so. Three or four. Yeah, I, yeah. I they usually. Was... Lori usually yeah. runs their, their their events pretty early in the day, right? They alternate, but I think this one is actually going to happen at 3 or 4 p.m. in the afternoon. So, yeah, okay. it'll be at early, early night. Fight so. TV Plus, uh, number one, should pay me. Um, so sliding <laughs> my DMs. Heard that. TV. Um, number one. Number two, uh, if you are, I am a Fight TV Plus subscriber. Uh, and you cannot believe all the all of the stuff that Fight TV Plus offers as far as wrestling goes. It's insane it's nuts yeah. so definitely if you are if you are interested in watching glory pro they always put on fantastic shows and put on fantastic events um so definitely um yeah go ahead buddy go i'm gonna ahead. let you uh i'm gonna let you break yeah, down this next match i'll be right back all right go ahead go ahead um next match on the docket guys uh after that humongous um match between Camaro Jackson and Dak Draper, which did not main event, uh, which is crazy. Um it, it, like nuts. But the next match on the card was Tootie Lynn against Missa Kate. Uh they did phenomenal with this. They brought out Frank the Clown, um, who is a clown, uh a thousand percent. Um, you can't even no sugarcoating it. Guy was a straight tool. Um, but he introduced Miss Kate, um, who was Chicago's sweetheart to the ring. Sweetheart is a term I would use very loosely. Um, and then Tootie comes out with blue, uh, from the St. Louis blues. Um, so they did a whole Chicago versus St. Louis thing. It was lots of fun. Um, you know, uh, blue got into it with Frank, the clown. Um, you know, it was a great back and forth match. Uh, it was awesome to see Miss Kate in person. Um, you know, her and her tag team partner, Maddie, do phenomenal work on NWA. Uh, so I even was joking with her during the match. I was like, hey, we wanted Maddie and we got you. Um, so, like I said, great match between her and Tootie Lynn. Tootie Lynn pulled out the upset. Uh, or not the upset, but pulled out the match. Uh, like I said, lots of fun. St. Louis versus Chicago. Um, you know, I'll let when Josh gets back, I'll let him, you know, add on to it if he wants to. Um, the next match, uh, we got Team St. Louis versus Team Filthy. So, did you uh, did you want to add anything on to the 2D Lynn and Miss Kate match before we move on? <laughs> uh, no, I think, uh, I think Tootie coming out with the uh, St. Louis Blues mascot was a very nice touch, and um, it was it was a good match. I enjoyed both her and Missa Kate's uh, kind of chemistry together, and this kind of stemmed from the uh, was it Glory Pro that uh, Missa came out. Yeah, yep. So great match, loved it. Um, Tootie Lynn's fantastic. This is my first time seeing Missa Kate in. in action in person. So um it was a good women's match. It was. It was very good. So, um and like I was talking to, talking about how they played up the Chicago versus St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, Frank Frank the Clown. Um, you know, all, all that stuff. So uh Team St. Louis versus Team Filthy. Um talk to us about this match. Yeah, so we had uh Warhorse. 
Um, we had Warhorse, Davy Vega, and Benjamin Trust taking on Team Filthy, Tom Lawler. Uh, first time seeing Tom Lawler in person. Um, extremely entertaining, man. There was a couple times in that match where, like, he would uh, he would start doing a move and then he would <laughs> he would run around the arena and then come back around and then kick the guy. I think it was Vega, yeah. or maybe maybe it was uh, Benjamin Trust. Vega. I can't remember. And Vega. and then they would do it again. He would run down backstage and then come back around. And so they made the match extremely entertaining. Love Warhorse, um, Benjamin Trust, man. Like that was my first time seeing him in person uh, live. And there's a lot of hype around this kid. Um, he has uh, he's worked a lot in SICW over there with Herb Simmons. He's wrestling over in uh, World League Wrestling with Harley Races Academy uh, over there uh, with those guys. And now he's wrestling here in Grandel. So a lot of hype around Benjamin Trust. And yep. rightfully so, man. Loved yeah. uh, loved this character work. And uh, seemed to work very well in, in the ring with, uh, with some of the top guys over there with Team Filthy. Um, and him and Tom Lawler had a, had a good exchange. Um, uh midway through the match and uh um but can we talk really quick about tom lawler's like trunks or what what was he he was wearing like a like a uh look like jean shorts but they were daisy dukes they they look like daisy dukes but they weren't jean shorts they were it was like a image of a jean shorts on it was a weird look. I had never seen those before. They but were anyway, Daisy Dukes. they were Daisy Dukes, pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Much. Um, anyway, uh, great match. And as uh, I guess, kind of as as Chase predicted, Davey Vega um, came out with the pinfall victory, um, and Team St. Louis defeated uh, Team Filthy, and. Um, yeah, as they should, man. Like I said, this was a great match. Um, and Vega, though not as drastically as you predicted, as far yeah. as like standing out and being the the elite of this uh, match, he did um, turn it up there toward the end. He was the one that was awarded the pinfall for uh, Team St. Louis. So um, I loved it. Absolutely. It was great. Great, great look. It was. So. It was. Um, next match. Uh, so we find out, um, towards the middle of the event, I think it was, or maybe it was the beginning, uh, mm. that Matt Seidel was injured. Uh, Matt Seidel yep. was in house, uh, got Matt Seidel to sign the I 70 hot tag championship. Very cool. Yep. Um, but, uh, we found out later on in the show that Matt Seidel was there showing support. <laughs> Um, that he was actually injured, so he wasn't able to compete. Yep. Um, so we did not get Mike Outlaw versus Matt Seidel. So Mike Outlaw comes out and says he wants to give uh, somebody, a team ambition, a, an opportunity. And he chose Chris Hendricks, who we are familiar with because we saw Chris at uh, When the Levy Breaks um, and then have seen him, uh, you know, seen him popping up in the area a little bit more. Yep. Um, him. Uh, him and his tag team partner when the levy breaks uh, impressed us quite a bit as do most, if not all of team ambition, uh, you know, students 
So, um, yeah, Chris, uh, Chris put up a really good fight against Mike Outlaw, uh, but in the end was just, just a little bit too much. Just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit too much. My, uh, by the end of that match, uh, Chris's mouth was busted open and his teeth yeah. were just red. You just saw he'd smile and his teeth were like reddish pink. Yeah. And yeah, yeah Mike. Brody uh, looked at Brody looked at me. And he was like, "What do you think, blood pack?" And I was like, "Shut up!" I was like, yeah. he, "Chris ain't no pussy." No, and I was like, "Nobody's biting. Nobody's no. biting blood packs, guy." <laughs> but what a match, man! That was like a uh, a very good like showcase yeah. of Chris Hendrick. We already know how good exactly. Mike Hen- or Mike Outlaw is, but yes, shout out to Mike Outlaw. Hell yeah! Um, because you know, I, I assume he was still playing uh playing the heel. Um, because that's what he is in Glory Pro. Yep. Uh, he's been the the big bad bully uh, of St. Louis in in Glory Pro, um, which I, I didn't argue with him because it's Mike Outlaw. But when I asked him that question, I was like, uh, I was like, how do you turn that on, man? When you're in Kansas City, you know, you're Mister Party Up, and you know, Mister, you know, Babyface. And then when you're in St. Louis, man, you're the, like the Godfather, man. You got to make the tough decisions. You got to show the tough love. And he was like. Uh, he said, I, uh, I'm the same in St. Louis as I am in Kansas city. He's like the people in Kansas city just, and I'm like, Mike, Mike, I didn't say, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I let, I let Mike get that out, but you know, let's, let's, you know, let's call a spade a spade. Mike outlaw is not, um, is not Mr. Good guy in, in St. Louis. He's like, he's like, a. He's like a mob boss, if you will. Uh, he's had to make the he's had to make the uh, the the tough choices. So, yep. um, Austin Muitalo coming in here to let us know he likes pears, um, and peaches are good too. So, <laughs> My uh, man, yeah, I don't hate it. The, aston- the astonishing one, Austin Muitalo, just uh, dropping some knowledge on us. Uh, dragon for dragon fruit is the dark horse. A fruit. I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that one. I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that one. And I'm gonna have to disagree with you. Um, I was with him with the pears and peaches. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like dragon fruit, but I, I just wouldn't say it's a dark horse. I wouldn't yeah. say it's a dark horse. If you had to pick a fruit that's a dark horse, what would you think it would be? Because this has a lot. This has a lot to do with Kansas and Missouri independent wrestling, and we're yeah. almost at two and a half hours. I'm a, yeah, I'm but a can't. Fuck, but fuck it, why not? But fuck it, I'm a cantaloupe fan, so I mean, dude, that that's what it is right there. Josh, sorry, Austin, Josh took it. Cantaloupe <laughs> is the dark horse uh, yeah. fruit because cantaloupe is probably one of the best, if not the best. But everybody, but it's always overlooked because everybody loves bananas. There's a lot of bad cantaloupe though. You got to get that soft, like really juicy yep. cantaloupe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't buy cantaloupe. God Probably. damn it. This show's off the rails, Austin. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Austin Moitalo coming in here. And, uh, main event time. Main event oh, time. Yeah. Motor City pretty- Machine Guns versus Technical Difficulties. Uh, Brody. Brody, who is usually um, very... Uh, Brody, who is usually very... I don't like using the term smart, but Brody kind of Brody knows the ins and the outs. Not kind of. He does. Yeah. Uh, but man, Brody did not like Alex Shelley. He was yeah. like, he goes, dude, I, he goes, Shelley looks like a dick. And I was like, bro, he's, 
he's Detroit playing up, playing up the St. Louis versus the world thing. Like yeah. they're coming, they're cut, they're they're the veteran tag team coming in here, the heel veteran tag team coming in here facing technical difficulties. Like, of course, he's like, dude, I just don't like the way he's the way he's like the look on his face and like just the way he's he's not he was like he's not selling very well for Raheem and and I was like bro he's he's playing the role like you know we're talking about one of the best tag teams in the in the world man like that's what they do and I was like and the fact that you're getting worked about it is is uh is good so but uh they they, they did man Alex Shelley did not look happy he did not look happy to be in St. Louis he did not look happy to face technical difficulties. He did not. I mean, he was ruthless. He was stiff. Um, Dude, it, he, it was, he came out to the ring. If you saw his entrance, he had a mouthful of water, looked and just spit it. In t- the first like four rows of people got spit on right at the very beginning. Like yeah. he guys, was, uh, he didn't give two we're not, fucks. Yeah. We're not talking like <laughs> triple H or no. No or Campbell or Campbell and SK who copy triple H. Um, we're not talking like a spit spray. We're talking like swish mouth that shit full in of mouth water and, and, just, and like, just all like all on these two guys in the front row. And yeah. they were not happy about it. No. So that no. set the tone right as they walked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, good stuff. It was great stuff. Um, I had you ever the, had you ever seen uh, Motor City Machine Guns in person before? Or was that the first time? No. I want to say I went to a TNA event. Yeah, um, I was at uh, Brody and I, I went. went to, I think I went to a TNA event in Dallas in 2007. Um, but I don't think they were there. Yeah, I'm um, the same Sa- way. Saban, I, I, was, I, I, Saban was there, but I don't think Saban and I don't think Saban and and Shelly were the Motor City Machine Guns yet. I think Shelly was. I think Shelly was doing the paparazzi gimmick at that time. Yeah, I think. I'm but the I don't. Same way. I don't even I think, think he was on that show. Yeah, because I know damn well I, Kevin Nash wasn't there. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't. Uh, when we went, we had a lot of. Uh, you know, we saw Kurt Angle was there um, when I went to a teenage event in Kansas City. Um, Eric Young. Bobby uh, Robert Rude, but I do not think I saw either Alex or uh Saban. So that was the first time seeing them live. Super cool, man. Like they're one of my favorite tag teams as well. Um, you know, just like Mr. Midwest, I don't know if I would have traveled as far as uh the dude from Mississippi. <laughs> Or even I don't know I don't know how many miles he drove uh, from Arkansas. You know, from you know it might have been a couple hours. We drove four hours. He said, so yeah. Well, he said uh, I I asked him and Dustin said it was a five hour drive, about five or six so hours. Barely, yeah, barely over what we drove. So I mean, yeah, whatever. You know, we, I I did it. We did it. So, yeah. Yeah, um, that's definitely. But that wasn't the only reason we went. Obviously, the entire card was fantastic. But this was uh, yes. icing on an already iced cake. So, absolutely cannot uh cannot talk about that enough um it was again fantastic event um got to meet uh chris from connecting people through wrestling i don't yes. know if you guys have seen if you guys notice uh the people that have like the yellow frame um and they they go around to wrestling events and they take pictures that's chris uh we got to meet him at the event 
got to take pictures with him. Super cool guy. Uh, I actually messaged him today uh, about hooking up um, in LA for WrestleMania week. So excited about that. Um, and I uh, got to take a picture by the ring. Um, went to the after party uh, at the brewery. Um, got to sit down and, and chit chat with a couple of people. Um, ben Simon being one of them. Yeah, Very excited about that. Kenway um, was another one. Yeah, I, I was gonna I was gonna leave out the wrestler part, but that's all right. No. Uh, you know, uh, kayfabe, uh, but you know, kayfabe's dead. So it's what it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Um, fantastic event. Cannot talk it about it, it enough. Was, it but we, uh, we're, we're, like I said, we're almost at two and a half hours. We need to move on. Um, I feel like we just spent the last hour breaking down Grandel versus the world yeah. or St. Louis versus the world. So, um, final thoughts. Uh, we, uh, like I said, we went to the after party at the brewery, um, saw Joey there, told Joey, um, to expect to hear from the I-70 hot tag next year. So for St. Yes. Louis versus the world. Absolutely. Team. Yep. Dude, the way that they, uh, we talked about this at the show, like the way that they have those video boards and able to edit them. Yeah. There's no yeah. zero decisions on that. So anyway, uh, three, four days later, Wednesday, last night, we uh we go to the Kaladamar Arena for yep. AEW to go sit in a suite, not in nosebleed seats, just in case you're Fucking a moron, just in case you're a moron like Red James, uh, who thinks it's nosebleed because he can't tell the difference because um, he's used to see not... sitting in nosebleed, so that's yeah, know, that's the thing. So, yep. Uh, and then I, I don't know if you saw or not, but Angel made a comment that kind of irked me. He goes. He goes, nice to see you guys go and pay big corporations instead of supporting local indie talent. I tagged you and I said, Hey buddy, do you mind showing uh do you mind showing your spreadsheet of how much money we've paid to sponsor local independent wrestling events to yeah. our friend Angel here who's a fucking moron? And I was like, uh uh not counting the shows that we've gone to that yeah. we haven't sponsored. And I was yeah. like, because that might blow your mind. Uh, you yeah. know, and then I, told him, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, maybe your abuela hit you too hard with a chilango when you were, uh, when you were a baby, uh, and you know, caused some damage up there. <laughs> CTE, maybe I don't know, but yeah. Uh, when he was like, when he was like, nice to see you guys, uh, don't support your local guys and go support big corporations. I was like, that was dumb. Yeah. That was, that was terrible. <laughs> you are we're so the dumb. One, we're the one show you can't say that to. <laughs> But anyway, um, I've spent, spent, spent more on independent shows in one month than I spent on my fucking mortgage guy. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> Wish you didn't hear that, but I just heard that. I heard that. So we're not gonna spend. We're, we're not gonna break down AEW guys. No, absolutely All, not. You know what we're gonna do is like I have pictures loaded up here. I want to show you guys some of the local talent that we were able to. Uh, and they're not in order, of course, they're not. They're all jacked up. But anyway, I'm going to show you some pictures of AEW Dark, of, a, of our local talent. Um, first up, uh, in our first match of AEW Dark, 
we saw, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you said it best when we were there. They teamed up Campbell Myers with Cody Lane, who have never teamed up before in their lives. I mean, maybe they have, I don't know. But, like, why wouldn't they put the actual premiere together? Is beyond me. But regardless, uh, cool to see Campbell and, uh, and Cody um, team up together. Got a couple pictures of them. They faced off against uh, Drew Tony Gulak. Nice. Yeah, or, Tony Neese nice and Drew Tony Gulak. Nice. Yep. And a uh, couple nice moments there for uh, for old Campbell. But again, as they do on Dark, all of our local talent uh, get the L's on this one. But cool to see them uh, showcased here on Dark. And we'll see that, was that Monday nights or Tuesday nights that Dark is aired? Uh, I think Chase? next Monday. Monday. I think. I know Dark Elevation and AEW Dark are two different shows, and I think they air on different days. So, um, anyway, cool to see Campbell. Cool to see uh, Cody Lane uh, in that match. Um, next up, man. You, no, hey, real quick, you screwed yeah. me up because you had the wrong name. Uh, it was it was Davari and uh, Tony Nese. Davari. Davari, you had Drew Gul- you had Drew, Gul- Drew Gulak. I said Drew Gulak. That's my bad. You're right. Yeah, you're right. No, and when I saw Drew Gulak, I read it off, and then I was like, "Wait a second, there's no way." <laughs> I was like, "I'd, I, I'd, I'd, I'd be ecstatic <laughs> if Drew Gulak was an AEW." <laughs> my bad. I'd my be bad. ecstatic. My bad. Uh you're good. You're good. Uh, and then we saw um, Anaya in tag team. Yeah, man, and he got uh, his own. Like I, I didn't get his own entrance, but yeah, he he, down he got music and was walking down the ramp, which was cool. Other than uh, uh, yes, yeah, so very very cool. Look look at that! Look at that! Anaya pointing up to you, uh, up to you guys. Uh, Hell you yeah, know, that was pretty. That was pretty dope. Um, and they uh, uh they on. tag team against um, it was Will Morrissey uh, and uh. Um, what's his name on the right? I forgot. I forgot his name. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't, not, I don't know. it's not. Um, uh, I keep thinking of. Um, uh, I keep wanting to think of Leo Rush, but it's not. Yeah, um, it's Will Morrissey, and God, it's gonna drive me nuts now. So I'm, I'm hitting the Google machine. They're good, um, but but dude, like the the, the crowd, like not, some of the crowd not knowing who Anaya is, they were chanting Will Morrissey to get into the ring. Lee Moriarty, and, Moriarty, yeah, yeah. Um, so they were chanting for uh, for Will to get in the ring, and half the crowd were like, "We want Will," or or what were they chanting? Chase, I can't remember. It was like, "We want Morrissey," or "We want Big Man." Big Will or Big Bill. Big Will. And then like half Big the crowd said, no, we don't. We want yeah. Big Will. No, we don't. You know? Yeah. So, um, but again, the right as Will got, got tagged in like extreme pop for uh, the KC crowd. But uh, yes. But anyway, regardless, cool to see Anaya. This is the second time, man. Last time they came to Kansas City, Anaya was in a match as well. Um so this is the second uh, event in a row he's been featured. So 
cool on him and then again these uh pictures are out of order so i'm trying to pick the right one here um the next uh local talent we saw was miss tootie lynn she got an opportunity um uh, i don't know why they there we go and uh amber moon athena her, uh Athena, my bad. Athena was her opponent, <laughs> and she had a uh, a crazy spot, man. Like, uh, she got attacked, or she she got uh, power bombed or something, and she was like knocked out. She got like, kicked was, in the head. I kicked in the head, and she was not yeah. moving. And she played it up so well, and it was like Chase talking about Brody being worked. And I'm like, dude, is is Tootie Lynn like really? I don't think I saw the kick in the head. I just know she was not moving and it did not look right. And the match ended very abruptly. So you'll see it on dark if you guys watch it. And yeah, the reason uh, um, when, uh, when I figured out we weren't being worked is when, uh, is when Ember moon picked her up and then Athena her on the Athena, whatever, uh, <laughs> picked her up and then suplexed her on the apron. So that's when I figured out it yeah. wasn't work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so super cool guys to see uh to see some of our local guys and gals uh get that opportunity up there in the uh in the big le- big leagues uh quote unquote uh, absolutely so there'll be a uh, monday night go check out dark on youtube you'll get to see those matches uh as we did live so yeah um all right so what's next oh yeah <laughs> just says play video right there you go play video so no uh no pre cursor you, here you fucking did it like, i did what the fuck you looking at me for <laughs> what Nice. Russell Max, if I remember correctly, Russell Max has only ran one or two events since we started this podcast, right? Yep. Yep. They have not yeah. ran since uh, October or November of uh, 2022. So it's been a yep. while now. So uh, they're coming back. And it, it fully so. They KLD returned. He's the, uh, the I think he's the owner slash booker. I'm not sure. But he does... Uh, He's one of the two of, of WrestleMax. So um, they just posted that on their social media today. So WrestleMax STL is back. And they, they yeah. you know, just like uh, Glory Pro, man, they have some big names that come through there in uh, in WrestleMax. So I'm excited for it. It's funny because we when we were at Grandel, if you, I don't know if you noticed this or not, they had the Glory Pro ring aprons. And the turnbuckles were the yes, the Russell Max turnbuckle logos. I'm not sure if you noticed that or not, but I did. It was did. uh it was kind of cool. So yes. Indeed, it uh, was. Indeed. Um 
we have a we have another video um for former guest of the i-70 hot tag uh has a match at tri-states wrestling um saw jeremy white's promo today um but this is not jeremy wyatt we're showing uh jeremy wyatt made it a point to let uh tri-states wrestling know that he is very upset that he was snubbed from the uh the new championship tournament because he knows that nobody can beat the kingpin of Kansas City, as he called himself. Uh, and Tri-States knows that nobody can beat him. So that's why they didn't put him in this tournament. And that whoever wins this tournament should know in the back of their mind that they will always play second fiddle to Jeremy Wyatt. So here is another promo from somebody who is actually in the tournament. April 1st in Bethany, Missouri. Blair Dior makes his long awaited return. You know, the last time I was here in Tri States, when we were in Macon, Missouri, a lot of fans would say I was ashamed that night. Or some fans, male fans, said they were ashamed of me because I lost to Skylar Slice in a triple threat match. They were like, oh, you were like one of the most athletic in that match, but you lost. But you know what I got to say to them? I'm not ashamed one bit and that is because Skylar Slice is probably or if not even probably stronger than half of those men in that locker room so that brings me to my opponent Jackson Queen sorry jokes Jackson King, with all due respect, because you know I'm a nice guy, with all due respect, who the hell is that? Honestly, I've never heard of him a day in my life. So honestly, I have no words for you, Jackson King. I just want you to know. When you step into that ring, we are face to face. The outcome is going to be the same outcome. It always is. And that is that Blair Dior is going to close the door. On your dreams. And that's not me being cocky. That's a fact. Ciao. My man. <laughs> My man. Love it. Love I it. dig it. 
I dig it. So there it is. One of the participants in the tournament for Tri-States Wrestling. Introducing a new championship. Um, you know, not the championship that Jeremy Wyatt currently holds for them. Uh, but, you know, they are introducing a new championship. And they are going to have a tournament. Blair is in the tournament. And there was his uh, his promo. So very excited. As we get the rest of that card, we are going to break that down. Um uh, but obviously not tonight, not tonight. Um, speaking of not breaking tonight. down, we have one last piece of business, everybody. Uh, um, one last piece of business before we close out, if you will, before we close the door, close the door. Um, Trailblazer Bunkhouse Brawl, uh, which you saw a couple people mentioned in the chat. Uh, Amber Houston, who called me a mark uh, for wearing my I-70 Hot Tag Championship, uh, said we should go see Shylin this weekend at, um, at, at Trailblazer in Ottawa, Kansas. Uh, I am supposed to be doing a post show with um, uh, a a rampage and dynamite post show redo uh, with Scott. However, if Scott, for whatever reason, cannot make that post show, then uh, I might sneak off to Ottawa, Kansas, depending on where the hell Ottawa, Kansas is. Um, if it's another three hour drive, I don't know if I will, <laughs> but uh, it's you know, not, I mean, it's not, yeah. but it's, it's not as close as Olathe though. So um Definitely next time they run an event in Olathe where I'm going to make my way out there for sure. Yep. So um, we've got, uh, we've got graphics here, guys. We're just going to uh, run through this card here. Trailblazer. Uh, we are, <laughs> good God, this is one of our longest episodes. I think <laughs> the astonishing one, Austin Mulitalo, who was in the chat earlier is taking on Madman Max Sterling. Uh, live in Ottawa, Kansas. Madman has wrestled in uh, ju- uh, not Journey Pro, uh, World League Wrestling. He's had a couple uh, matches there as well. Uh, may possibly New Breed. I can't remember. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, uh, Madman Max Sterling um, has been wrestling in the area for a very long time. Yes, yes. Uh, under the name Mark Sterling. Uh, but yes, um, Mr. Sterling has been around for a while. Yes, he has. Yes, he indeed. Has. The uh, the match that uh, Miss Amber Houston wants us to go watch is uh, Shooter Shylin taking on who we talked about earlier, the Phoenix Princess Amina Belmont. Uh, this match is gonna be badass. Uh, two fantastic women in our area um, beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> so um, let's hope nobody gets sick in this match. So um, <laughs> next match, the corn boy. We talked about this last week. Kevin Gutierrez and Burt Candy, who's going to be on the I-70 hot tag next week. Uh, taking on the team of Dr. Ison and Kit Sackett. Yes. 
So yes, uh, I'm familiar uh, with Burton and Doctor Ice, and I'm not familiar with the other two individuals. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I am I'm familiar with Kid. I have not seen him wrestle in person. Uh, but I have seen Doctor Ice and Burt Candy wrestle in person. Yeah. Uh, I have I am not familiar with Corn Boy uh, <laughs> at all. So um, at all. So this would, yeah. uh, this this will be a, a, a different experience if I'm able to make this event. Um, I more than likely will be here. Uh, live on Twitch, breaking down Dynamite and Rampage with our good friend Scott Razdark Wolf. But we'll see. We'll see. Next we'll match, see. Sweet Justice Juno Granger versus the Suplex Cyclone, Kurt Gannon. Very Dude. interesting. Yeah, Kurt Gannon is a, uh, is a veteran. Monster guess, of a man. Per se, yeah, of Kansas City Wrestling. He's uh, He's been around for a while, so... I put, I'm pretty sure he wrestled in uh, in uh, Control Your Narrative. Pretty sure. Pretty sure he was uh, he was one of the wrestlers there. So awesome. should be a uh, should be a good match. How about uh, how about old Pat Powers coming there you into go. town to take on Jared Thumb? Yes. So no, I good, uh, I am uh, familiar with I am familiar with Pat Powers a little bit. Not familiar with Jared Thumb. Yeah. Uh, so this this these will be all new crowds to us. Yeah. So. Yeah. But what? But but here here's a match here that we're uh, we're definitely both familiar with. Uh, Rocco the Barbarian taking on the Iceman. The Iceman. I I uh, almost put his promo in the show, but I didn't. Uh, we may we may talk about that next week. But uh, this should be a fantastic match too. So yes. Um, um, go ahead. Also scheduled to be there. Um, Tobias Storm and Mike Seidel. Uh, not really sure what they're doing just yet, but uh, before we get them, we are also going to have. Um. Uh. I I forgot what I was going for that. <laughs> You're good. Um, what if we had a Tobias Storm versus Mike Seidel? Uh, that'd be a hell of a match, man. I think uh, I think Tobias could hold his own against uh, the quote unquote veteran of Kansas City, Mike Seidel. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And it'd be fun to watch. So yeah. maybe, maybe not. We'll see. We'll see if they uh, might have to call. Might have to call uh, Joe and tell Joe to keep an eye on that match. Um, yeah. and then tell, uh, tell Mike Seidel, he's not allowed to have any water prior to the match either. Zero, zero water, no water, no water for Mike Seidel. <laughs> no water for you. No soup for you. <laughs> anyway, one of these we, days, uh... one of these days, Josh is going to kick my ass. No, uh, yeah, I know. you, you enjoy it just as much as I do. I do. It's great. It's if great. if if not if not when we ended the show, you'd be like, "You motherfucker." Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, that's gonna do it for the show tonight, guys. Uh, oh. After after almost three hours. Yeah. Good God, that was a long. long. <laughs> I think, uh, I think our long, last man. I think our last three hour episode was Dallas Cade, right? It had to have been, man. I don't I don't remember a show. We'd have to go, we'd have to go back and look. Um, we're still almost in double digits on viewers, though. That's pretty cool. Um 
Uh, March 25th, like we just talked about, Trailblazer Wrestling. I'm going to run through these really quick so we can get out of here. Uh, yep. The next day, March 26th, Glory Pro, Clear to Engage, featuring Homicide, Camaro Jackson, uh, 2D Lynn, Jake something, etc. That big marquee match that we talked about uh, with um, Camaro Jackson facing Kenny Alfonso for the Crown of Glory Championship. Make sure you check that out. Fight TV Plus, guys. $4.99 a month. Well worth it. Um, April 1st and 2nd, Tri-States Wrestling, a dog's day in Bethany, Missouri. I will not be anywhere near Bethany, Missouri. I will be in Los Angeles, California for WrestleMania. Um, April 8th, Traditional American Pro Wrestling in Junction City, Kansas. April 8th, CSW, Violence Begots Violence. Which your guys at the I-70 Hot Tag will be there. Um, what's that? That's the second April 8th show. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, your guys, the High 70 Hot Tag will be at Violence Begots Violence with a table, selling merch. Come up and say what's up to us. Say hi to us. Uh, very excited. Uh, also on April 8th, XWE Awakening, Kuda versus Calvin Aldridge for the XWE Championship. Also on April 8th, MMWA Spring Breakdown. Um, also on April 8th, WLW Overdrive. Derek Stone is scheduled to be there. That is that is correct. Josh is, uh, it Five. may look like Josh. It may look like Josh is only holding up four and a half fingers, but it nah, is actually nah, that, 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 that's this one. Uh, oh, my on. bad. <laughs> five. That is five wrestling events uh, on that day. Woo! Um, come check us out on mo- uh, Monday the thirteenth uh, for the pit stop, guys. We are going to find a match of Burt Candies and watch it to get you guys prepared for our guest on March sixteenth. <laughs> that's not right. On no. my man, <laughs> on March, on March thirtieth, yeah. uh, and when we interview Burt Candy, um, yeah. so like I said, uh, come check that out. Sit with us Monday night, watch uh, Burt Candy match, and then come back Thursday as we interview Burt uh, and talk about. I will be um, from sunny Los Angeles uh, that night, so my hotel room. That's wild. Could be the match. Be the match. Tobias Storm versus that uh, thing. Uh, Hunter Dillon, we appreciate uh, we appreciate you joining anyways, Hunter. Uh, appreciate everybody who joined tonight, guys. Uh, much, much love. Appreciate you sticking with Josh and I um, mm-hmm. through a two-and-a-half-hour show. Um, so uh, we, we greatly appreciate you guys hanging out with us, talking wrestling with us. Um, wrestling. Join it. Like I said, join us. Uh, join me and Raz on Saturday night, more than likely, for uh, the AW Dynamite and Rampage post show. And then come back and join us on Monday uh, for the pit stop. And join us Sunday for bad booking. I almost forgot about bad booking. Got to get used to that going again. So, um, yeah. But yeah, uh, Josh, you got anything for us before we close out of here? I don't, man. Appreciate everybody joining in. We will. Uh, I will see you on Monday. Chase will see you on Saturday and Sundays. So. Appreciate it. Tune in. Absolutely. Good fight. Good night, fuckers. (laughs) Good damn.